Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Tender Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head around like me, Rico. What's up, man? I'm making an offer you can't refuse. I knew you were going to do that. I fucking knew you were going to do that. Well, you know me pretty well. Even I didn't know I was going to do that. I, I said that to myself like three days ago. Like, I know what's going to happen as soon as I get past my part. I, I, I couldn't decide if I was going to do that or young Pacino going like, it's not uh, it's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. It's just business, know? yeah. Um, yeah, man. We uh, if, if, if that's not a clue as to what we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, we're we're finally getting into the Godfather. Yes, Al Pacino not included. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about Al Pacino at all in the entire Nine, episode. <laughs> as far no. as we're concerned, Michael Corleone was played by Dustin Hoffman, which I think was almost a possibility, wasn't it? Or something. I, I mean, there was a lot of people that were up for Michael, but I don't think it was Dustin. They they really wanted uh, blonde, blue eyed looking dudes. Like they want like Ryan O'Neill and yeah. Redford and shit like that. Well, uh, you know, and uh, when, when we get to the third one, I'll I really was impressed by the list of people they wanted to play Mancini and instead of Andy and, Garcia. You know. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. So, um, I I have some. I have some thoughts that might surprise you about that movie, but anyway, we'll we'll get there when we get there. So, yeah, man, starting off with good old original The Godfather, Mario Puzo himself. I'm sure I said it wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> Here's the thing, I'll, I'll, and I'm and I'm I'm not trying to be a dick. When it comes to Italian pronunciation, if it's two Z's, it's how you pronounce it. Zoo, like mm. like pizza. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say mm-hmm. pizza, right? So if it's one Z, it's Puzo. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Fair enough. Um you pussy. Pussy. <laughs> so, um but yeah, man, it's it, listen. Um I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Pacino even though we we purposely left the Godfather out. Right. But I I didn't get exposed to a lot of these movies till I was 26. Something like mm-hmm. that, like way late in my life. So I had never seen a lot of these movies. So it was just about your age, a little bit younger, obviously, but close closer to you now than I am. You know, than you are than you are now. Than yeah, I, I am now. You. Yeah. Um, um, and it was just interesting to like one of those things. I, but it wasn't like because we've had that conversation about I don't like things that are popular. You know, or even, even we have that conversation every fucking day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yep. 
or you know those things where I it wasn't a situation where I didn't want to see it. It just wasn't really on my radar either way. Do you know what I mean? So once it once we finally got an opportunity to see it, it was like okay, and I sat down and watched it, and it was like all right, this is pretty fucking good. That's the other thing is like when I when I was introduced to The Godfather, mm-hmm. you know, streaming services weren't what they are now. So trying to find a copy without like going to buy it, you know, because it was really that, I mean, yes, I know you still had the video room that you were working at, but for the most part, video stores were, were on their way out, if not gone, you know, mm-hmm. and streaming services weren't quite in yet. So for me to, to get a copy would have meant either borrowing it from somebody I knew that had it or going and buying the thing. And I do have kind of a rule about buying movies that I tend to not buy movies I've not seen. So, you know, and I still stick to that rule. I might pay for it on like Amazon for, you know, like a rental or something, but I won't Mm -hmm. buy it. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. When it comes to The Godfather, whether you are like a collector like me where you just, I mean, I I tend to follow that rule too of like, I got to buy movies uh, that I, you know, either want to see or have already seen is essentially how I it's not even want for me with a few exceptions if it's a series i know i like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like star wars i probably would buy without seeing you know what i mean marvel at this point i have bought without seeing right Um, you would buy black widow tomorrow if it was released on dvd even if you hadn't seen it just because i want to complete the collection more than anything yeah you know yeah i hear you Um, um and and you know, so yeah, I'll I'll do that, but I I won't generally buy without seeing. But with Godfather, they I you know anytime I went to like a Goodwill to buy some VHS tapes or something, or right. or, a, or a record store or a or a video store or something, undoubtedly there will be at least one of the Godfathers available to buy on VHS. And they sure. always those those two tapes, and the first two the covers were black, and yep. the third one was gold. Yep. Yep, and, and then now that. they've since changed it. Where like it's I've seen, like I think the Blu-ray versions are all some are gold, like a whitish gold, and some are just straight up black with well, like gold lettering and shit. I think the Blu-ray is only available in the Coppola restoration, so that's a they're all in the same box, and it's mm-hmm. actually black with gold writing. Okay, so I was half right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like there's gold and black always in the Godfather. Trilogy, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Especially in the packaging, because if you, the irony is the 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 art on the movie itself is just black and white. It's yeah. black with white lettering. So, right, you know, just this, the the iconic puppeteer. Puppets. You yeah. know, the puppet strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it it there's not a lot of that in now. The one thing that I did notice, and I don't know if this is only on because I have that Coppola restoration on Blu-ray. So that's the ones that I watched getting ready for this. And and I don't want to deep jump way ahead, but you know how we've talked about how like Warner Brothers will, like with the Matrix, they, they changed their logo to kind of fit the Matrix thing or like with Aquaman, it looked like it was all rusted out. Yeah. The first two Paramounts on the first two are just Paramount of the time, whatever the Paramount logo was. This one for the third one was actually gold. Like it actually went, like the oh, mountain really? had like it, it wasn't flat out gold, but it was like it had like a sun thing shining on. Like you don't see the sun, but it was definitely like something that like gave it like a like goldish gold sheen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear what you're and saying, I'm, and I wonder if that goes back to what you're talking about with the the gold packaging and whatnot. So. Could be, 
Yeah. All right. Now, wait before uh, before we get into the movies, I do have a question because if I recall, this was Steph's introduction to the Godfather. Am I correct? Um, this was Steph's introduction to the third one, but she had seen the first two, but it had been years so long okay okay like i'm asking her i'm like do you remember any of this she's like nope <laughs> no so it yeah. might as well have been like her first time okay seeing all of them all right i was just curious so and and you know in the two second answer did she she like it or no oh she liked it uh she like she agrees with you and me she likes the first one most uh she has issues with how long the second one is, and I gotta be quite honest. I most agree. people do. <laughs> um, and the third one, she when the third one ended, she's like, "What a stupid fucking ending!" Yeah, yeah, I will get into that. But I, I know, like, I'm crying so hard yeah, at the, the third one. The last thing I'll say about the second one, the 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 one thing I want to say about the length of the second one, I should say, is that um, I thought it was kind of funny that. So you being the VHS guy that you are and people, you know, also who went and saw it in the theaters when it aired, know that there's an intermission. Like it actually fades and it says intermission and specifically for VHS and DVD because you have to change disc and or tape because it runs out like it's it's over. The Blu-ray can hold the entire movie on one disc. So it... Well, it's interesting. When I... Because I didn't have all of them on DVD, so I ordered them. You know this, but the yeah. audience doesn't. I ordered them ahead of time to have them mailed here with like Amazon Prime shipping, sure, shit like that. Sure, yeah. Each movie comes on each disc, so all of and it was these were, these were DVDs. All of Part Two was on one disc for me, but it still had an intermission. Okay, I see. Now I had the DVDs back in the day. I did. And then I traded them out to get the Blu-rays when they came out. But my mine, I actually had to switch discs. So mm, well, I'm, I so my. I my, think what I got was the couple of restoration, but it was on DVD, is what I'm saying. Ah, I didn't know they did that. So it, it'll say it on the packaging if you have it nearby. But either way, it's um, at the TV. I don't it's at really the TV, like yeah, it. No worries. But well, the point I was going to make was that it still gave the intermission, even though there wasn't a need for intermission. You know, so. All right, Steph got Steph got it for me. Um, oh, nice. It actually, I don't think it's. It just says the Godfather three movie collection. Yeah, let me see. I got, I got one of those. Yeah, that's not the. That's not the. Deals. Yeah, yeah, that's not the restoration. I know it's not. I can tell by the packaging. But I mean, when I was watching them, I think that it actually said like, no, it is. It is the restoration because at the very end of the credits, it said Coppola restoration credits. It included oh. who had worked on the restoration oh okay well i didn't really pay attention to all the close the credits on them too much so i'll have to although there's one thing i have to ask you about but we'll get there the, when we get to that movie so all right let's let's dive into this let's let's get into well, before the, we even start the movie you, there was a book too yes i'm i'm aware there's a, in the book and um, i read the book <laughs> right after i saw the first films and you'll be happy to know i saw godfather one two and three in order holy so shit um, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I was I was about maybe fourteen when I saw at least the first two, and then I think I was about maybe sixteen when I saw the th- third one. All right, so I have an immediate question about that. To be very honest, mm-hmm. not about you in the order, but the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. 
um, I'm sure you'll know this. This is pretty. <laughs> this is probably a softball question. Is the is the all three movies encapsulated in the book, or is no. the book just the first movie and then they extrapolated from there? How what's what's the the origin here? What do we? The do? book is primarily the first film. Okay. And it's and even the movie, the first film, did not get everything in the book, which is fine because. Believe it or not, the character Johnny Fontaine is heavily, more heavily featured in the book than he is in the films. And he's he's modeled after Sinatra, am I correct? Or is yeah, it Martin? I, I always got it confused. If it was him well, or here's the thing: Puzo claims it's not it's not based on Sinatra. Uh, Sinatra was convinced it was, that Fontaine was based on him. It's, he actually, it's pretty close. It's pretty blatant. Like even <laughs> for like. A non-Sinatra aficionado like you, it's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I will say, to every historian and every Sinatra nut, there was never a horse's head. That never happened. That he, okay. that, that was not a thing. Oh, that you mean in re- you mean real to Sinatra life? In real Sinatra life. Oh, well, sure. Never... Of course that didn't. That's, yeah. Here are the parallels, okay? The first chapter is with Johnny Fo- or the first part of the chapter because you know how they'll like have like different narratives in a chapter sure, and shit. Sure, sure. So the first narrative is about Johnny Fontaine uh you know broken his voice is not well and Sinatra went through that as well. Sinatra had laryngitis uh in about nineteen fifty like about about nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty Sinatra had a massive clear career slump. No if he couldn't sing, he couldn't act. Sure. Because all the movies were musicals, and obviously if he couldn't sing, he couldn't record. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all of his fans were getting older, so he was just basically a falling star. Uh now Sinatra did have mafia connections, but he didn't have like a godfather. It wasn't as close to that. The thing is, is that everyone loves to say Sinatra had mafia connections. But if you were a singer in the 40s and 50s, you had to fucking deal with the mafia. Sure. Whether you're black or Italian or fucking Bing Crosby, you had to, <laughs> right. if you had to perform, you had to perform at mob-owned clubs. Right. Because so, they owned all the clubs, essentially. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you uh, Atlantic City, for Christ's sake, like yep. you couldn't fucking... Yep. So, uh, I always kind of felt like it was a bit unfair for... I mean, look, the problem is the Sinatra kind of enjoyed that he he would say this is bullshit you're only saying i'm in the mafia because i've got a vowel at the end of my name but he loved the mobster swagger he always yeah, of course wanted he to did be a i mean for, for forget the movie just the way he, i mean i've i've seen stuff and the way he carried himself with the rat pack i mean shit oh, yeah. like yeah <laughs> it, you know here's the thing he never had a godfather he became the godfather of the rat pack own, yeah the, yeah, yeah. Sure. Of, of of hollywood and of of, of music i mean he if there was ever a more blatant gangster in the in the 60s of Vegas and and uh, Hollywood, it was Sinatra. But anyways, plus, Johnny plus Fon- I mean, just to that same point real quick, Rico, just to tie that off. They it's even it's so much so that it's even referenced in Ocean's 13, because you remember when they're talking to Willie Bank, they're like, he shook Sinatra's hand mm-hmm. and then he's like, screw Sinatra's hand. If you remember, which is yeah. a little ironic, Michael Corleone kind of giving the middle finger up to to Sinatra. If you really want to, you know, if you want to stretch it, sure. If you want to um, Kevin Bacon the thing, you know. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, Sinatra was against Godfather one and two because of the book. He actually found Puzo at a restaurant oh, and no. fucking screamed at him and told him, you know, called him a, 
you know, a, a two bit cocksucker. Like for, for well, because his career was kind of fucked at that point, and then he just he just made a name for himself, and then you know the the correlation you know is is very obvious. Now, I I I appreciate you letting me fucking swing my knowledge of Sinatra. You never let me do it. Oh, so, what do you mean I don't let you? It's well, you don't. You give me shit for it, but this is actually like really well because it's this time it's pertinent to what we're talking right. about. So, Fontaine and Sinatra both had their first wives, which was the the dutiful Italian mother who has the kids, right? Sure. Then they go off and run off with Ava Gardner, the the new hot starlet. Yeah, that's what Fontaine and 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 Sinatra both did. They both lost their, lost their voices, and then they both. Uh, had their first movie that was a non-singing role where it's a World War II picture. And it was, den- I think they were both denied too, weren't they? Wasn't Sinatra originally denied? There wasn't the horse head thing. And I get that. But originally they were like, no. <laughs> absolutely. Because yeah. he was a career slump. They're yeah. like, no, Sinatra's, you know, Sinatra's washed up. Fontaine is washed up. For Fontaine, in the context of The Godfather, it was more personal. Like, she was beautiful. She was the best piece of ass I ever had. I've had them all in the world. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like, Fuck John Bonnie Don Johnny Fontaine for fucking this you know little hottie that I want to bang, dude. So, that but- that sequence, by the way, in the in that Godfather saga thing that we've talked about, where Coppola worked and kind of put it in chronological order, mm-hmm. you know, and then added some scenes. There's a sequence in there where you see some of the women that that guy is kind of fucked around with, and they're mm-hmm. not looking good. Like he clearly doesn't treat them well. And no. I mean that's kind of implied anyway, but this was like mm, it was hard. It was hard. It was one of those things that's hard to watch, you know. Well, it, you know, I think it was added because you kind of feel sympathy for Waltz, you well, know, it, in the sense it, oh, that he wakes it, up with a horse's head in his fucking bed. Oh but yeah. But then yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, he deserved that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. In the in the in the expanded version, sure, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Sinatra was up for From Here to Eternity, the role of Maggio. And he was perfect for it. But because he was washed up, you know, the all the producers and director did not want him and yada, yada, yada. And ultimately, it took a really good screen test. And it took Ava Gardner, his wife, who he was like battling with in their, you know, personal life. They, they were the original tabloid is essentially what it was. Right. They, they were Johnny Depp and Amber Heard before that was a fucking thing. Yeah. And without the abuse, really, it was just a lot of screaming and drunken bullshit. But right, right, right. Uh, she basically presented it. Listen, Maggio is a fucking runt. Sinatra's a runt, but he's he'll never he'll every time he's knocked down, he'll get back up. Sure, that's what Maggio is. The person who was really like this close to getting the role, you're going to find this funny, is Eli Wallach. I don't know who that is. Eli Wallach is in Godfather 3. He's the guy who plays Don Altaballo, the guy who... Okay, and there's something about him that's really interesting for me. It's just me personally, because I don't think you've seen this other film that he's in that I am a huge fan of, but he's in Wall Street Never Sleeps, the Wall Street sequel. Right. Never saw it, but I, I know he's in it. He's in it, and he plays a very similar character. Like, just... just it really... Imagine that character without the accent. No, 
maybe yeah the accent he still has a bit but it's not as thick but I was gonna say just imagine that character like 30 years older because it's basically the same fucking character like he doesn't that makes sense it'd be 30 years later (sighs) the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast the perfect pickup deal there's a deal for every morning at McDonald's Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Well, right, but I'm saying, like, it's 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 basically the same character. And the thing that's really interesting, just to tie that off real quick, is that, like, when I'm watching 3, there's a sequence with Joe Montagna and his... I guess his bodyguard, but that guy at the party at the very beginning, they're, they're the guy he's with there. Mm-hmm. I That could have been Josh Brolin. Like, if Josh Brolin was <laughs> older at the time, that probably is who would have played it. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Sure. I mean, if it was, you know, Josh Brolin now. Cable that's what, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. You know, um... Or even Josh Brolin, because he's in Money Never Sleeps. He's he's like the main foil in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. Don Ataba- the guy's name is Eli something, you said? Eli Wallach. He he plays like his his consigliere in that movie. Okay. So, I mean, like, it's there's very much, even though it's not Italian and they, they don't press the Italian, it has a very... Right. It's mafiosi. Know, yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, so here, here's the irony. Okay. Sinatra won... Maggio from Eli Wallach. After the f- success of the first two movies, Sinatra changed his anti-Godfather stance and really wanted to be in three. <laughs> he met with Coppola and Puzo. I guess they worked the shit up, but I think he mostly met with Coppola and said, "Sure, I want to be Don Altabalo. Sure, you know, I want to be it. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be this old aging mobster." And they're like, "No, we're going to go with Eli Wallach." That's- so. Awesome. <laughs> Sinatra lost Eli Wallach after he won from Eli Wallach. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of full of irony and fate right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but back to the book, and I and I could drop the Johnny Fontaine thing. No, it's um, fine. It's interesting I mean, stuff. It is. I really, I mean, like I said, there's no, there was never a horse's head thing, but Sinatra did. He was in a band leader. He was in a band. He was in a couple when he started out in his early career. He was with Harry James, and then he was with Tommy Dorsey. Tommy Dorsey refused to let him out of his contract. So the implication is that Sinatra went to his mob buddies to go to Tommy Dorsey to let him out of his contract. That's the whole, you know, uh, Luca Brasi made, you know, my God, my father made an offer he couldn't refuse. Right, right, in right. In the opening scene at the wedding. Yeah. So there's a lot of allusion to that, but Tommy Dorsey never had a gun to his head. He he bitched and moaned for a long time until finally, I think Sinatra hired a bunch of lawyers and they just said, like, what you're doing is practically fucking illegal, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they sort of finagled their way out and, and got him out of his contract. 
that was it. Although, the only people who really know this shit for sure is Sinatra and Tommy Dorsey, and they're both dead. So we'll never know the real story. And, but, and even then, the it gets played out a little bit in, in the movie in that of all the people that Vito could have sent send to deal with this, he does send Tom, the lawyer. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's you know, it's different, right. but it's, there's a tinge I, of I gotta truth. say, one of my all-time favorite fucking lines, Kraut McFriend. Yeah. Like, I've always fucking well, loved Well, because he starts off with all the Italian slang or the Italian, like. Yeah, you, you know, guinea, greaseball, goombas. Or whatever. And he goes, actually, yeah. I'm German Irish. And then he flips into that line, like, without even blinking. Like, he just. just yeah. Pure fucking quick wit. I, even if it's offensive, it's fucking funny as shit to me. Well, I mean, it, um, it is, but it's like the thing we've talked about before. You have to look at it in context. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, things like Black Klansman, which I haven't seen, but I know you have. And you said it's uncomfortable, but you also have to look at it like the time that it's representing. It, it's it is, supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, if you're exactly. not comfortable watching that movie there's something wrong with you right but i mean saying but the language <laughs> yeah. it represents the time frame do you know what right. i mean like I, I without getting a whole tangent i think that's one of the reasons why tarantino started making older movies because then he could use that word and not get in as much trouble <laughs> oh no he he yeah, has never stopped i mean he still uses it right but they're uh, all like you know slavery era and things like that where it's a little well, less, he is know. he has yet to make a movie in modern day since what jackie brown i think so yeah i'm just trying to go over his thing in my lit my head death proof. Uh, death proof is kill bill after jackie brown oh yeah you're right kill bill kill bill's modern I guess. kill, kill bill is definitely modern yeah yeah so. okay so but death proof is after kill bill so death proof i think is probably his last modern movie modern movie even yeah. though it kind of has a 70s graininess feel to it it's still it's closer people, to people yeah. have cell phones and shit so yeah so um but anyway mo- moving on um that... well, there's more to the book oh please go ahead so do you remember the bridesmaids that that the bridesmaid that sunny bangs yeah there's not a whole lot of context for that in the movie i mean just that he's got a big dick and he wants to use it yeah basically yeah yeah um, her her name is Lucy Mancini. She's okay. I was just about to ask you if that's who that was. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's that is how Vincent Mancini is a Com- thing comes to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. That is a complete retcon from the book. Eat a book. <laughs> um, she doesn't get impregnated. Okay. Like they actually expand like they, she's a character in the book, like expanded, where it sure sort of follows her character, like move to Vegas after Sonny's death, hmm. and how she actually had like reconstructive surgery on her vagina because not not to the point where like they changed it, but like she had some slight medical problem where she was you know it, like it, she was never getting pleasure even when Sonny was banging his horse cock in her. It was just not, I mean, look, that part where Sonny's wife is doing this shit, where she's, you know, increasing the size. Yeah, yeah. She's talking about Sonny. I, 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 I gathered that. Thank you. Yeah. But they, they fully like talk about his dick in the book. It's really kind of like, all right, Mario, calm yeah, down. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sonny. Holy shit. Yeah. No yeah, wonder yeah. he was like, we all like, oh, he's got a lot of balls and then some. <laughs> 
You see, the irony is generally the the shorter the dick, the angrier you are, because he's an angry fuck. So yeah, but the bigger the dick, the cockier you are. That's that too. True, true. But he definitely so. flies off the handle quick. Like that's at least in the in the movie. I don't know if he's like that in the books, but in the movie, oh he, yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's quick to like flip the fuck out. So and and honestly. James Caan played him fucking perfectly. James yeah. Caan was one of the few who could actually improvise in his in his role. Like the whole the term "bada bing" was not in the Godfather script. It was, as far as I know, it wasn't in the book. Yeah, but he had, he hung around mobsters to get a feel for Sonny, and he he heard a guy say like you know "bada bing," and he's like, "Oh well, shit." Uh, actually, so funny. After Steph and I watch all the Godfather films, we're like, "Let's watch Misery." <laughs> yeah because why this, not yeah i had this great theory of like what if sunny survived and then like got put in the witness protective service became a <laughs> successful writer and then gets fucking captured by fucking annie wilkes and she hobbles his ass and he's just yes. like i left new york for this shit yeah right like, that's I, I survived the fucking five families and my bullshit to deal with this fucking bitch that's funny you know you talked about improv though and there's one other thing it's not necessarily improv but it was an acting choice but i found it interesting because um i think i know what you're alluding brando would have had to do it and then they carried it through very subtly through the remaining films and and i don't i i'm guessing it's not what you think i'm gonna say but like at one point when he says he's going to remember something and people can't see me, unfortunately, because this is an audio show, but he does this in the way he points to his head. Like he brings his finger up like this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then when they do the flashback scenes, actually the, the pinky's in, it's just like this, but yeah. Um, but when they do the flashback scenes to De Niro playing young Vito, for lack of a better description, when he's mm-hmm. coming up in New York, he does this. And then... One time, without I think it being very obvious, Mancini does it in the third one when he's after he's after he's named Don. It's really interesting. Well, that is an Italian thing. I've seen my dad do this shit. Yeah, I mean, okay. See that? I guess I'm not raised Look, around it, so I didn't see it. But yeah, let me. I'll I'll, I'll give you one little bit of trivia. So sure. the guy who plays Mo Green. Yeah, is Italian. Yeah, he's playing a Jew. Right. He's basically playing a a reference to Bugsy Siegel, the the real life Jewish gangster. Okay, the movie I, Bugsy. Yeah, yeah, I know who Bugsy Siegel is. I didn't. I wouldn't have put that together, but sure. Because they both. Because if you when you find out in two, Hyman Roth talks about Mo Green just like basically having the idea right. for Las Vegas, right? And Bugsy is yeah. you know essentially the 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 father of Las Vegas. You know who I think you know who I think I get Bugsy Siegel confused with occasionally and you're gonna laugh when I say this, I guarantee it. But I think I get him confused with DB Cooper. Who's DB Cooper? DB Cooper's a guy who robbed a plane that was loaded with like Fed money. Like he got like twenty grand in Fed money, literally jumped out of the plane over some like forest in Montana or something and fucking disappeared. Nobody's ever seen him since. Wow. And and it's it's there's people that suspect he's still alive, and there's people that think he died. Never made, he never survived the jump. Like he had a parachute, he didn't just jump out of the plane. Like he, right? He had a parachute, but there's he's people like asking think, the pilot to go a little lower. <laughs> right. I mean, but the well, the, this was back in a time where they were using prop planes, so they weren't flying as high. So I think you could make that jump. But like he, 
he did that and just disappeared. But he's he's in in pop culture. He's right up there with Bugsy. Like, there's a lot of references to DB Cooper and different like songs and stories and things. So I always get the two of them confused. Well, Bugsy Siegel and Mo Green were both shot through the eye, okay. but different ways. He uh, Bugsy didn't have glasses, but they had to give Mo Green the glasses to achieve the bullet through the eye effect. You sure, know, sure. The 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 squib blowing up in the glasses and, and the sh- and the glass shattering and the yeah. blood pouring out. Yeah. Um, Bugsy was shot in the back of the head and it went through his eye. Ooh. And is have you seen the movie Bugsy with Warren Beatty? I haven't. No. It's it's pretty good because it's like Warren Beatty is is is. It's the most overacting hamminess hmm. you've ever seen, and that includes Dick Tracy. But like, it works for the character because he's being doesn't, flamboyant and outrageous and Jewish and and gangsterish. Doesn't Johnny Depp play him in a movie too? Is it him or Christian Slater? Or not Christian Slater? Christian Bale. Um, it, that 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 movie they're in together. I want to say it's Black Mass, but I could be wrong. Isn't that Bugsy? No, Black Mass is about Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Uh, okay. You might be thinking of Public Enemies with Johnny Depp and Christian Bale. Yeah, maybe, but that's not Bugsy either, is it? No, it's John Dillinger. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know, there's been like movies about Bugsy, but never as detailed as the movie Bugsy. It's always been like, oh, here's a cameo of, oh, it's Bugsy Siegel. Holy shit. Right, 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 right. Like Boardwalk Empire type shit or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Now, uh, the guy who plays Mo Green, I'm blanking on his name. It's like. I can get it. Hold on. I have the IMDb up. So he, the same guy is also the voice of the creator of uh, itchy and scratchy on the Simpsons. He was also a pretty prominent voice actor and he died within a couple of years ago. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I'm trying to find his name now. Cause I, I, where the hell is Mo Green? Something Rocco or something. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm just trying to find him. Why is he not? I mean, I noticed, Oh, here he is. Alex Rocco. Alex Rocco. So, Alex Rocco was told by Copa because he was like, you know, we want you to play Mo Green. He's like, I'm Italian. I don't know how to play a Jew. <laughs> and and I'll show you this and I'll try to describe it. Coppola said Coppola gave Alex Rocco the best better direction of how to be Jewish. Essentially, he said Italians do this, right? And right. I'm I'm pinching my fingers up like the Italian. What the fuck? Right. You know, right. That every, all the Italians do. Jews do this. The hands this out. Yeah. Op- yeah. Open hand out. So whenever. Rocco was going to do this. He just extended his hand, and all of a sudden, he became Jewish. And and he, and he said it was the best bit of acting he's ever uh, acting uh, uh, criticism or, or or exercise he's ever gotten in his life. He's actually in that thing you do. That's another thing I've seen him in. Oh fucking! Hell. I still he, haven't seen that. You haven't um, seen? I thought you saw that. I haven't seen it fully. I've seen okay. parts of it, but I haven't seen it. All right. Well, he he plays the owner of the record label. That doesn't spoil anything for you, but he plays the owner of the record label. Because I remember, I remember when I was watching back over these, and I had seen them before multiple times, but I remember when I was watching back over it and I heard Mo Green start to talk, I was like, I know that voice. And to your point about him being a voice actor and also from him being in that movie, you know what I mean? That's where I know the voice from. So I, I, I know him. I mean, I knew the voice before I saw the film from The Simpsons. That's, that's what did it for me. When did he die? Do you remember? Uh, hold on. I looked. I was looking down at his, his credits here. Uh, 15. So about five oh, years it's ago. Been, it's been five. Man, it feels like it's been more recent than that. Yeah, but. July 18th, 2015, according to this. Okay. He's from, um, your, he's from your dad's area, too. He's from Cambridge. 
Nice. Really? Yeah. Fucking nice. Um. So, all right. I mean, there's some shit in the books. I'll try to remember if it if we come across anything. But sure. like overall, I will say this: your initial question was how much of the book is in the movies or the saga. Yeah. Primarily the first one, but all the 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 little portion in the book about the young Vito Andolini Corleone mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That's kind of featured in the book, but kind of just like in passing, so to speak. Okay. So they were like, shit, we got to make another movie. Well, let's just take all the shit that we didn't discuss in the first movie and shove it in the second film, you know, Makes for the, the flashbacks. And, and ultimately the, the allegory of the comparison of, you know, young Vito starting and then young Michael kind of like getting to the height of his power, you know, yeah. it's kind of, interesting but i still have they could have trimmed that fucking movie a little bit better as far as i'm concerned yeah i mean there's 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 things even in the first one that i look there's a there's a sequence in the first one that i just don't fucking get and feel like they shoved it in the third one to tie it off and had they not made the third one it would just be there for no reason and that's and that's michael marrying apollonia like there's there's really no need for that sequence. Like, I mean, it doesn't affect the story really in any way. Um, it is in the book, so I'll give you. I'll, I'll at least give it that credit. Okay, um, sure. But even then, <laughs> here's the thing: Michael didn't know if he was going to be able to come back. Right. And he's also in Sicily, and she's hot as fuck. I think, and the only way no, he would have been able to sleep with her is if he had to marry her. Because and of I, Sicilian rules and whatnot. No, yeah. I also like to point out that the actress who played Apollonia yep. and had a nude scene was 16. 18. I did the math. I checked it myself. I I looked at the math, too. It says she was 16. Hold on. We'll, we'll get into that because I was curious myself and I remember looking because I remember wondering how old Pacino was compared to her. Pacino. Pacino was 32. Yeah. So, let's see. Apollonia, Apollonia, where are you? We'll keep the... Here she is. All right. Simonetta Stefanelli is her name. I'm sure I butchered the fuck out of that. Movie Good came shot. out in what? 70... What? 72? Yeah, she would have been but, 18. But, she, was, she was born in no, 54. No, no. But when, when they were doing pre-production, that's the thing, is when they filmed her role, it was released to in, in 72... But I think when they filmed that, that scene, it was a couple years earlier. That's the thing you have to acknowledge. She, when it was released, she was 18. But at the time of filming, she was underage. Well, I mean, that that about. could be. I don't have any way to, to prove that either direction. Someone actually, so. like, 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 did, like, did the actual math of this. Like, and it was, like, on the trivia of, like, IMDb and shit. Sure. Oh, look, either way. To put for that scene, it felt I felt it was necessary for him to maybe try and live the quiet Sicilian life because that's the thing about Michael is he didn't want to fucking you know right. shoot down McCluskey and Salazzo. He was like, if this is my penance, if this is my punishment, if this is my ex- exile that I have to be exiled to Sicily, fuck it, I'm going to be a farmer. I'm going to live in Sicily and have a young fucking hot, you know, Sicilian bride. 
You know, if I don't ever get back to, you know, bang Diane Keaton and live happily ever after in New York or Nevada or fucking wherever, what, what, you know, what a perfect life that could have been. He's like, I just want to fucking roam Sicily and, and have babies and, and be away from this bullshit. Mm. So I, and, and that's the point is that. Yeah, mean, but see, I always felt like that even in the, in the context of the movie and the story, they were, they always planned on bringing Michael home. Like there was always a, there was always going to be, you're coming home at some point, you know? Yeah, and, but, yeah but we don't know that. No, we do know that. That's what I'm saying. The way they talk about it, they always kind of talked about it like they were bringing him home. He could have chosen not to come back. Well, he could have made that choice. That's a whole different conversation. But I'm saying, and and if she didn't go boom, he would have stuck with that choice. I'm I'm 100 percent convinced. You don't think he would have brought her back to the states with him? Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie. I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Maybe, but he would have gone back to move back to Sicily. That's my vote. No, I mean, I think, I, I think I he would have guess, wanted to be. I guess. He would have wanted to live as quietly as possible. Because I, you know, as much as Michael didn't want to be a part of the family, I kind of got the feeling that after they tried to take his dad out at the hospital, specifically. You know, and he made a decision to take out Salazzo and and the police and McCluskey, McClunky, um, McClunky. Nice. Yeah, I think. Um, but when he made that decision, that that's when he that's when he jumped over. Like he wasn't coming back from that. And I don't mean like physically coming back to America. I mean coming back to that innocent Michael that you knew prior. It it was that I definitely agree with that because the the logic was, well, who else is going to do it? If I don't do something, my father is going to be murdered. I'm going to go to Sicily and, my, and I'm just going to get word that my father said because Sonny was too brash. Sonny well, and Sonny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fredo. Fredo. Fredo, yeah. fucking Fredo. And Connie, who actually becomes pretty adept as a sort of mafia princess in her own way. I mean, talk about a fucking growth from one, two, and three. She's. You don't really see it till three, though. I I don't feel like. Right. I mean, she's still going through her bullshit. I mean, all right, look. Ignore two. One Connie and three Connie is a complete fucking arc of her, like, I, like, she, if if anything, she should be running the fucking family. Um, But back then, fucking forget about it. (laughs) Well, right. And then don't, and then don't get me started. Because honestly, like, forget this story on three. I love Pacino. You know I'm a Pacino fan. I 
wasn't feeling his performance in that film at all. But we'll, we'll, I actually, I actually agree, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so I think Apollonia is is the end of his freedom, his 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 wanting to be free, and then Sonny gets killed while he's in Sicily. Right. Well, that happens before Apollonia. I mean, yeah, but yeah. so he so he's already kind of reserved, or like maybe I maybe I have to go back. I need to find a reason to stay in Sicily, and then he finds her. And then she gets blown the fuck up. And he's like, well, fuck, I guess I do have to go back. Well, no, no. Sonny dies after he's married to Apollonia. They're married before Sonny dies. So he, okay. he finds Apollonia. And, and I'm not disagreeing with you a lot. I just want you to understand the timeline of events, though, because I sure. remember this pretty distinctly. Because I remember focusing on that when I'm watching it going, well, this doesn't fucking mean anything. You know, I'm not saying that it's not important to Michael, the character, but like in terms of right. the overall arc of the story, it doesn't mean anything. You know, at least at least going into the third one. It's not till in the third one when he starts like referencing it that it kind of brings it full circle and at least gives it some kind of validation in my mind. But, you know, um, that aside, I mean, what's that? I mean, the Thunderbolt hit his ass. That's what they say in the book and the movies. Like, he got yes. hit by the Thunderbolt. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not. I, it just, I don't, I feel, all right, we'll put it this way. You're talking about trimming the fat on the second one in terms of length. Like, there's that whole sequence of him, like, meeting her and, and getting married and all that. Like, that that courting, for lack of a better description, that kind of just wasn't necessary, I felt like. Like, you know well, what I mean? I think it's also important to show the difference between Sicily and and New York. I mean, well, sure. In New York, he just asked Kay, presumably he asked Kay out, and they went on a date. She didn't have to like, you know, they didn't have to parade their first date in front of the whole fucking city of New York or right, wherever the fuck right. they were. I think so they if, were in Massachusetts when they met, but sure, I get the point. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. I mean, you know, no one gives no one in, in Massachusetts gives a fuck about, you know, a, a guinea and a wasp walking down the street together. So speaking of you know, Diane a wasp Keaton, and, a, and a wasp, Diane Keaton, not even recognizing her at all, like the way I know her, you know, what I mean? right. I yeah. mean, definitely one of her earliest fucking films. I think Annie Hall beats it by like a year or something. I, I don't know. I can check. Um, or, but, or maybe Annie Hall is later. I don't. I actually don't know much about Annie Hall. I've only my, seen it once. My point is, I don't know Diane Keaton until she's in like that movie with Nicholson, like like that era. Oh, not something's got to give. Yeah, I mean, it, I knew her before that, but I'm saying, but like that latter part of her career, you know. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Diane Keaton movies that I was never fully like. I, I mean, I'm not not a fan. I think she's right. beautiful. And I think she's right. talented, but it was never like. Like, oh, the new Diane Keaton movie's out. Let's <laughs> let's go run and see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she's uh, in your. If I'm seeing the trailer, she and Harry Metelli. Did I see that when I was no. scrolling through? No, I thought I saw it. Anyway, um, let's see. But oh, Bruno Kirby is the guy who plays young Clemenza. Yeah. Um. Yes, that is her first movie. No, no, I take that back. She was in one movie previous to that called lovers and other strangers in 1970 mm. um and then she then she did a bunch of tv stuff and then she played the godfather and if i remember correctly diane keaton's real birth name is actually annie hall i'll, I'll look in a minute but annie hall is actually after part two so she plays both roles she plays she... Kate twice before she ever plays annie hall all right now let's 
is there any any other parts of the first film that you were like, eh, apart from the Sicily Apollonia scene? It's not even that. I was like, eh. It was just, it just felt out of place, well, I, you know? I, it just also occurred to me, it has to show how far the rival families will, you know, how, how far their fingers go. Like, sure. they'll reach people in Sicily. I mean, he's thinking he's going to be safe, protected and safe. And there was actually supposed to be a scene that was filmed where Michael tracks down that bodyguard. That bodyguard okay. opened up a okay. restaurant and shoots him repeatedly with a fucking shotgun. Um, Real quick, and, just to, to button up the other thing. Diane Keaton was actually born Diane Hall. So Diane's always been, Hall was the last name. That's just coincidence because her, her father's last name happened to be that, but she took her mother's name for acting. Right, but she always, put, as a nickname, she went by Annie. Uh, it doesn't say that here, but I'm not saying that that's wrong. But it doesn't get into the in the stuff I'm reading. So I mean, Diane. And- well, yeah, I mean, it's it. Look, I I I got a friend who his last name is Jagger, which sounds very close to Jagger. So mm-hmm. everyone calls him Mick, but that's Mick, not yeah. his first name. Isn't Michael? Like it's not even close to Mick. But that it, makes sense because yeah. of the last name. I can I can mean- right, but so it's kind of the same thing, though. That's kind of the point I'm making. It's the same, right? Yeah. You know, so, um, so any other? parts of the first one um no i mean i there's things from that because i've seen that saga thing that we've i've referenced and so there's some scenes they leave out that i liked from the saga you know like when they say that sunny wants to go to the mattresses and they're and clement is driving um the bodyguard around before they whack him in the tall grass out in you know northern new jersey or whatever mm-hmm. you know there's scenes that i'm actually going to different mattress areas and like looking for that that area to go to the mattresses you know and there's actually a scene where clemenza picks up the cannoli like you actually see him pick up the cannoli lucas you know? at that time actually helped with the whole some of the mattress sequences george, well, george lucas. oh yeah how about that oh yeah so because uh coppola helped him on uh, american graffiti so it was him repaying the favor and he actually he actually asked to not be credited and ironically um, the restoration that we referenced earlier was done by Spielberg. So there you go. Spielberg? Oh, well, he's involved because he owns DreamWorks and DreamWorks owns Paramount. So, oh, it, it, he no. he was tangentially involved. I think you know, but not like hands on. So they were they were. I mean, they were all fucking... they were all friends, weren't they? That was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. In the third one, there's a segment where uh, Vincent is sort of like like two old ladies go up to him and it's like, you know, the fucking name, you know, the neighborhood, Joey Zaza is fucking up this old neighborhood. There's drugs and everything. The one who's the most vocal is Martin Scorsese's mother. Well, yeah, I mean, and the nepotism all over this fucking series is. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes. I mean, I, I said it to you through text. I'm like, the only one who was missing was fucking Nicolas Cage. But see that he's not. What do you mean? He's in the credits for three. I can't figure out where the fuck he is in the movie, but he's in the credits for three. Nicholas Cage is in three? Swear to God he's in the credits. It said it's not on IMDB. I looked, but on the credits on my screen it said and Nicholas Cage when they ran through like you know when they say like the names like it's like Pacino and Diane Keaton and all that like those it's singling off the names. The last one before they start the scroll is and Nicholas Cage. Swear to I, God. I I didn't see that. So I will sh- maybe it's only on the restoration, but I will fucking show it to you afterwards. I can film it and send it to you. All right. 
I mean, maybe was it like a thanks to Nicholas no. Cage? Like, thank no, no, for- it's <laughs> not. That's the thing I don't understand. I don't know where he is. Here, hold on. Okay, so I'm wrong. He's he's an executive producer, but still, like, I mean, it's a it's still a family film. I mean, Coppola, oh, it's a family film, all right. It's oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Talia Shire plays, you know, the sister of the family. I mean, here's the thing: even Diane Keaton based her performance on Coppola's wife or mother, or whatever, whoever Eleanor Coppola is. I think it's it's I think it's. She was like, I'm this wasp in this like opulent Italian. What is family. what I've never heard this term. What is this? A wasp is ah uh, god, it means it stands for something white American stupid person. I don't know. All it's right. something like something akin to that. But wasp is like, yes, so me and you know, me and Margaret and I, you know, we went down to the house. Oh, fucking the house from Gilligan's Island, basically. Yeah, it's it, wasp is all capitals. It's not. It's it's like all capital W A S P and then like S. So it's it's just that affluent white American fucking you know richy snobby. Sure, sure, sure. It's like oh Jesus, we're gonna have to have our gin and tonics outside today. You know, like stuff shit like that. Like like De Niro's character in ironically enough in Meet the Parents. Is waspy is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like more um, money than they fucking know what to do with it, and they buy an RV. Right. 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 You know, I, I, Christ, I'm looking at the IMDb like the the credits. You know, and when you get down into the rest of the cast section, it's just like Coppola, 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 Coppola. <laughs> just... And and look out for Schwartzman's too, because Schwartzman yeah. uh, yeah. uh, was married to. Talia Shire. Yep. And that and so the Schwartzman Coppola clan essentially is, yep. is is one of the biggest fucking Hollywood royalty families there is. Plus Nicolas Cage, who was born Nicholas Coppola. I mean, and Sophia Coppola. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. So besides the obvious of Pacino and Keaton and you know, those those people like that. Brando, no, but Brando doesn't qualify with what I'm about to say. What yeah. what actor was in all three fucking films, excluding archive footage? Like, you yeah, can't, yeah, you yeah. I'm talking like actual performance in all three films. Well, I mean, Sofia Coppola was in all three, but yep. she was not playing the same one, right? Um, that's who I. That's kind of who I was talking about. She plays three different characters in three different roles in all three movies. Um, Pacino, Keaton, Sofia well, Coppola. Well, yeah, that's why I excluded Keaton and Pacino because they, you know, they're in there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I mean, but even then, there's not that many. Talia yeah. Shire. Talia. Yep. Um, I, I was a little disappointed. I got to be honest with you. Well, um, we, we keep jumping to the third one, so I guess we'll get there when we get there. But like, um, I got to tell you. My favorite performance, though, from the first one, like acting performance, hands down, has got to be Robert Duvall's Tom Hagen. Mm-hmm. I think he's outstanding in that role. I was never a Robert Duvall fan, but he is absolutely, you're right. He's, he's astounding in two 
and one. I mean, he he is just amazing. I think he's way better in one than two, and um, that's not a shot at him. Um, he's got more to do in one. In two, he just you know. He's, he he kind of fills that Constantly role a little bit more. But not even because he's, you know, technically he's out, according to right. Michael. You know what I mean? So. You know, I'll tell you this much. Greed will fucking, if you are greedy or demanding to Coppola, he'll just write you the fuck out. And that's Is, what Duvall did. Duvall, oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. See, here's the thing. Because I was wondering why he wasn't in the third one. He's still alive. So, I mean, like... Pacino bitched to Coppola at the first draft of part three and said, I don't like this shit. I want, you know, I want to do better. If if this is the script we're going to do, I want $10 million just as a a number. Right, sure. And I think he was originally going to be paid six. And they're like, okay. Well, then I'm going to rewrite the script and I'm going to open it with Michael Corleone's funeral. Well, there you go. <laughs> and we're going to call it Godfather, the death of Michael Corleone. Like, no pretenses is dropped. Anyone who sees the fucking poster is going to know your ass is dead <laughs> from the very beginning <laughs> because you wanted $10 million. And Alba's like, all right, I changed my mind. Like,. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Francis. Like my, my bad. <laughs> um, um, Duvall wanted something similar. He said, "I, you know, I, I was just as integral to you know one and two as much as Al and Diane were." And he, he's, you know, he's publicly talked about it since. He said, "Listen, it's one thing if I'm getting, you know, a little less than Al. They were getting four times more than what they were initially got." from the first two and I was getting basically the same as I got in the first one or maybe a little bit more. He's like, that's just not fair. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're in a fucking Godfather movie. You fuck. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I, I hear where he's coming from too. You know, I mean, let's, let's replace him like, with George Hamilton. Yeah, Great. But, but let's, but let's look at this. It's, it's not, he's not and look with all respect to this actor. He's not Marcus Chong. You know, he's not Terrence Howard. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, He's Robert Duvall. Whether you like him or not, he's Robert right. Duvall. You know what he's, I mean? Yeah, and and Robert and he was Robert Duvall then too. Well, I mean, that's my over, but yeah, that's kind of my point that I feel like he, you know, we we, we gave Marcus Chong a bunch a bunch of shit on the Matrix episode, and and we've we've you know kind of flipped on Terrence Howard a little bit too in previous Marvel discussions because they didn't deserve RDJ money or Keanu money. Robert Duvall deserved. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Terrence Howard was the first person cast in Iron Man, and he also fought for Iron for Robert Downey Jr. to be cast. And Robert chose basically like he he basically fucked over Terrence Howard. It's how Terrence Howard is saying it. That's it's how- not Terrence Howard was being greedy. It was that Robert Downey Jr. got greedy. Well, no, but that's ta- Howard that's Terrence played. Howard's version. If you've heard Favreau talk about it, it's much closer to the version I gave. So okay. I, I'm going with Favreau because greedy and lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, but anyway, I, listen, I, I, I think he was amazing, and like I'm looking at the the awards for the original Godfather nominations and wins, and mm-hmm. Duvall. Here's the problem. Remember, and we've talked about this on the Oscar episodes when we do them. If you have multiple actors from the same film, they almost always cancel each other out if they're up for the same award. Sort of. 
Yeah. Well, almost always, yeah. not yeah, guaranteed, yeah, yeah. but and Pacino, Khan, and Duvall were all up for best supporting actor at this at the forty fifth Academy Awards. Right. You know, that's you know, I don't remember what the, the, the limits were back then, but that's over half the category. You know Yeah, that, that's an excessive amount of nominations. For the same fucking film. You know I what mean, I mean? What was going on in seventy two? They're like, fuck it. There were no other movies in nineteen seventy two. You know, like it was and, Godfather. And Brando won the thing for best actor, which I I know you're not a fan of his, but you know. Well he refused it. He did. That's what I was just getting to. Um yeah. Sasheen yeah. Littlefeather. What's that? Sasheen Littlefeather. I have no idea what you're talking about. Not only did Brando not accept the award, he sent and I'm I'm saying this in quotations. He sure. sent a Native American on stage to accept to refuse the award on his behalf and give a speech about why Brando was not accepting it is because Native Americans were uh, treated unfairly in Hollywood and in life. So he was doing a political statement kind of thing. But she, I mean, she may be part Native American, but she wasn't. Her name's not Sasha Littlefeather. She was an Hispanic actress who basically put on a fucking head feather oh, headdress. Um, normally, we don't go this deep into stuff, but do you curious? Because I, I was able to get it very quickly. The other supporting actors that year. Sure. It was Eddie Albert for the Heartbreak Kid, and okay. Joel Gray for Cabaret as the MC. Joel Gray as the MC in Cabaret is pretty fucking amazing. I'm not well, gonna lie. Better be because he's the one that won the fucking thing. So yeah, I mean, Shiza Minnelli is all great and everything, but fucking. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Joel Gray earned that award. I know, but... Against those three in The Godfather, that's well, pretty tough. <laughs> I mean, James Caan would have been the obvious choice, and even Robert Duvall. Pacino really didn't earn, didn't, he's lucky he got nominated, because, like, he didn't, he was lucky he got cast in The Godfather. Yeah. Because he doesn't really, like, he was almost fired numerous times because of how reserved his performance is. His performance in one and two to a certain degree, is not at all how he is in in, in three. Or because, basically any other movie he's in after that. <laughs> right. You're, you're fucking right. I mean, I was saying this. I was giving Steph the fair warning. I'm like, three is where Pacino is less Michael and more Pacino. Oh, I yeah. I, that's, that's my take on it, too. He, he He's not Michael. He's Pacino, for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in three is where Talia Shire, Connie says, Michael, now they will fear you. 
and he just looks at her and goes, maybe they should fear you. Like, like I know it's, it, it, it's yeah. So it's like, he's it really back. Is. I mean, he's kind of being hammy, you know, and you know, and, and you might be right about that. The, you might be right about the, uh, the Academy that year, because in the best actor category, you had two people from the same movie in that one too. Not for Godfather, but for another movie called uh, Sleuth. Mm. You had Lauren. I'm guessing that's Lawrence Olivier, the way it's written out. And Michael Caine were up against each other for that category. Well, there you go. I mean, look. The, wait, he, he, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, Rico, but listen to this best actor lineup. This was this was a tough one. I will give them that. This one was tough, right? It was Paul Winfield in a movie called Sounder. But I know Paul Winfield. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole in The Ruling Class. Lawrence Olivier and Michael Caine in Sleuth for their respective roles, and then Brando in The Godfather. As we already know, he didn't get it, but well, he did get it. Well, I mean, he did, but he didn't accept it. Is what I meant to say. Right, right, yeah. right. Now, here's the thing. I know I have the CJ and Fried Rice stance <laughs> of Marlon Brando. <laughs> I see that, Steph. That's. <laughs> um. I know I'm, I'm, I mean, there are people who don't like Brando. My, uh, my problem with Brando is. His lazy. We've talked about it. Is that he's, I found him exceptionally overrated for being an unprofessional actor. He didn't even fucking learn his lines for Godfather. He read them on cue cards. Right. I mean, that kind of, it's one thing if you want to improvise and kind of remake the role, you know, where you're comfortable, like. De Niro did it. Pacino has done it. All these guys. But, like, it's one thing of improvisation. They still know their fucking lines just in case the director's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I wrote this shit for a reason. You know? Well, and the interesting thing for, for me with with him is that, honestly, it, it, I feel like Michael's got more screen time than, than Vito does. does. You know what he I mean? Does. Like, it... And Pacino was pissed that he got nominated. You want to talk about boycotting the Oscars. Pacino boycotted the Oscars because he was nominated as Best Supporting Actor. Because he was like, what the, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I, I was, you know, I had more screen time than fucking Marlon. What the fuck? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was weird. I mean, but at the same time, if I was to be perfectly blunt with you, I don't feel... As much as I enjoy the first one more, I don't feel like he put in an Academy Award-winning performance. I agree. It was a great performance, but it was not Academy Award. I mean, James Caan and Robert Duvall. Those would be my vote. I, I agree. And, and, and you know, if it, if it was down to you and me, I would take Duvall over over Caan, but that's me. Well, so I mean, I just I thought Sonny was... It, it was... Perfectly layered in the sense that he was one dimensional in the sense that he was just screaming all the time, but the dude was emotion. Oh, whereas sure. Pacino was no emotion. Which That's is kind of what I like about Pacino's performance, though. Like, I like that, that more subdued, laid back Pacino compared to what we get in everything after the two guys. Well, even in two, in two, he's screaming more. But not, he doesn't feel Pacino. Like, yes, you're right, but he doesn't feel, not like he does in 3 or he does in Scent of a Woman or any of these other movies we see him in after, The Devil's Advocate, whatever. You know, like, 
you know. Well, Steph had a really good point. Okay. He's quiet and reserved because he just got out of the war. Yeah, that's sure. That makes sense. And so he's kind of broken in, in a sense. And so in two, I mean, look, I do not agree with how he did it or why he did it or what he did. But that part where Pacino is being screamed at by Kay and she's saying, it was an abortion, Michael. It was an abortion. And you just slowly see the rage. Michael's yeah. eyes just bulge and this. His lip is trembling, and this fucking Vesuvius volcano is just building inside of him. And then he slaps her in the face. And I mean, when the first time I saw part two, not knowing how it was going to do, because part two, after I saw part one, I read the book. Like I went to the library, or I think my dad had a copy, and I, and I still have that copy. Cool. Like an old ass, like thick ass. Well, it's not that big, but it's like a 1970s era book you know if you have a first edition it's probably worth some shit even if it is it's not because like the front cover is ripped off Ah, okay okay yeah um so going into two i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going to happen so i was one billion percent convinced that michael was going to strangle k like i that performance of him like losing his shit yeah because you know it's one thing of like if a family, a, a husband and wife, have to agree on an abortion, because Italians will do abortions. Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about Italians then, you know, but like how she did it behind his back, that was yeah the ultimate betrayal. And that was actually attributed to Talia Shire, because it was supposed to just be she had a miscarriage. But Talia Shire was, Shire was like, Francis, are you fucking nuts? What's the worst thing a wife could do to an Italian man? Kill the fucking baby, right? And, especially, and, especially if you know it's a son too. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 so that's why. Just to add more uh, layer to it, that's why Talia Shire. That's why Connie has an extra scene towards the end where she pleads with Michael for him to forgive Fredo. That was written as a thank you uh, to Talia coming up with the idea of the abortion. Okay, that's interesting. He's like, he's yeah. like all right, sis, I'm going to give you some more fucking lines. That was a good goddamn idea. Yeah, right, right. The the most Pacino to me, though, in that movie. One or two? Two. Is when he, when he gives Fredo the death kiss. That's probably the most Pacino moment in that film. In the ham, the hamminess of it, you mean, or what? It looks look. We'll put it this way: by the time I saw the first Godfather and subsequently the second one, I had seen plenty of Pacino films. Like I had seen *Send of a Woman* a few times. I had seen *Devil's Advocate*. I think I even saw. I think I even saw. I might be wrong, but the one with McConaughey, the for love of the money or love of the game, I think it is whatever it's called. Two, two for the money. Two for the money. Thank you. I, I, I you know, it's funny. For, what's that? Which also has Ralph Garman. Which also has Ralph Garman, yeah. You know, it's ironic. For not for not remembering the title of that film, I actually really enjoy that movie. I just can't ever remember the damn title. It's not um, bad. Um, but, and we talked about that when we did Pacino, so I won't get back into that. But, you know, he, 
Pacino's very animated. We 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 said that when we did our tribute to him, and that's not meant as a shot. It's just a choice that he makes. I mean, I'd even seen any given Sunday. So like, these are all movies that Pacino's been in that I'd seen long before I saw The Godfather. So to mm-hmm. see this 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 reserved, laid back, I didn't even recognize him at first. Like, yeah. I think I think I even said to the guy because I was hanging out with my buddies watching it like I didn't watch it by myself I was watching with some friends the first time I saw the first Godfather and I was like who's that guy? I vaguely remember asking who it was playing Michael and they and, looked at you like you were fucking stupid right? yeah basically yeah I mean like, you what, what you're from Jersey what the fuck no that wasn't the Jersey because we're all from Jersey but it was more of just that but yeah he he doesn't Sound it, or it'd be like looking at young De Niro or young, but even, even even young De Niro in Godfather Two, you know, is De Niro. That looks like De Niro. It kind of acts like De Niro. Do you know what it, I mean? It's De Niro doing the best young Brando ever. Well, yeah, but it's still De Niro. You can still see that it's. De, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, no one is aged as hard as Al Pacino. I agree. It's not even aging hard. He he he. It's his throat. Well, yes, but he also—I think he also made a choice in the way that he acts. You know, Here's not his thing. voice. I'm talking about the animation and the the intensity that he tends to bring to the roles. The screaming, the screaming, and and but he's like we talk. I keep going back to this guy, and I feel bad because I feel like we're picking on. But Marcus Chong, we talked about how animated his face was, right? Like, forget him as an actor, but his face is very—you could expressive, yeah. expressive, and and Pacino's very much the same way. Um, in 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 his latter career, here's, here's the even early in his career. Here's the thing: is that as we discussed in uh, Godfather, not included, not to be confused with whatever the fuck this episode's gonna be titled. But I am still <laughs> Pacino. The most, I mean, he he did. You're right. He did switch. He became more animated. He became more volatile. He became more Pacino. Right. Uh, that still started out early in his career. In the movie uh, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, in Serpico, okay, and, right. and shit like that, he he becomes still the same young face of Michael Corleone, but the the acting style of later Pacino. Okay, so, all right. But, but that's the point, is Michael Corleone, whether it's because of the war or it's because he's trying to be as... It's, it, it could be a deliberate contrast, because look at how crazy... Sonny is, and look at how quiet Michael is. Well, and he even you references know? that in three. He says yeah. Michael was basically my complete, or not Michael, but Sonny was my oh. complete opposite. You know, he right. he says that when I think he's talking to to Tony. You know, no, he's Vincent. Was he talking to Vincent? When, well, yeah, he, he has a couple heart to heart moments with Tony, uh, Mary, and Vincent. So I couldn't remember which. Well, he's, yeah. he he doesn't talk about. Uh, Sonny with the kids. He talks about Sonny with no, but I'm just saying, like he has yeah, a couple yeah. of those moments. So I couldn't remember which which one it was. Um, yeah, it, it. I don't know. It. So I I actually didn't recognize him at first. You know, now I know. Now I can look at him and be like, okay, it's Pacino. But you know, at the time, it's easier to accept that it's Pacino in two than it is in one. I I agree. Well, and that and that goes back to my point about the death kiss. Like that was very. The Pacino I'm familiar with, or the one I was more recognized than you know than maybe. Well, that you. yeah, the kiss of death is is bizarre and random 
and it does kind of look like an improv thing between Pacino and Cazale, but um, that's an old Sicilian thing. I'm not uh, saying it's improv, but but it he acts it. The, the job he does acting that moment reminds me of the Pacino I, I know. Well, I think even though he and Cazale were like best friends, like I mean, Pacino said all I ever wanted to do was just keep acting in movies with John. Because they were best friends. Oh, that's a shame. I didn't know that. That's a shame. I mean, I posted on our Twitter, but John Cazale, like, we give a lot of props to to Vol and Pacino and yeah. and, and all that shit. But fuck, dude, Cazale yeah. was a goddamn, like, just missing talent. Yeah. And, and, I, and I said this, he's only been in five feature films. And they've all been fucking monsters. Like, they've... They've all been nominated for Best Picture... And all of them, the few five that he did, I mean, he's sort of the Italian James Dean in, in retrospect, um, had to do with Coppola, Pacino, or De Niro. Because he worked with De Niro in uh, um, Deer Hunter, and he worked with Coppola and Pacino in, you know, Godfather and Godfather. <laughs> uh, the, only one that, the only one that he's in that I don't recognize is The Conversation. Conversation was a movie that Coppola did, and he demanded it because Coppola didn't was almost fired numerous times for filming Godfather One. Godfather One was sort of the mobster Jaws, where it was like, like is this? It was such a troubled production, yeah. And Pacino was all ready to get the boot any day now. The only reason why Pacino was kept is because the producers finally saw the footage of him shooting Salazzo McCluskey because they like you and me, they were like, this fucking midget isn't doing anything. That's what actually what they call Pacino. They call him that midget Pacino. Well, that's a little rough, but I get it. So, well, I mean, Pacino's five, seven like us. So, right. So, I mean that, but that was, you know, they, but he was also in like one movie beforehand. This was his second or third movie. He was, you know, the, like I said, the fact that he was kept in Godfather, the fact that he was nominated is astounding because all they saw was him telling the this, this story at the opening wedding, you know, and it was, you know, it's him kind of withdrawn and, you know, I st- I, that's my family, okay? That's not me. That's that's right. him, you know, being the most reserved we've ever seen. And the producer's like, is this fucker going to do some shit? And they're like, <laughs> all right, fine, let's film the McCloskey Salazzo scene right now show them they're like okay he's good but i mean brando was like a like the uh, brando was a struggle to get you know cast Lawrence olivier was was the original front runner but they're like listen like Lawrence olivier you know kind of looks like vito genovese which is who they sort of based vito corleone on a real gangster he looked like a very thin um mustached uh gangster they were known as mustache pete's in the 20s. The, the irony there is that if you recall from when I was going over the nominations, Lawrence Olivier was up against him in that same year mm-hmm. for a different movie. So yeah, he's that's, just that's yeah. kind of ironic, but yeah. Um, but like I said about Brando, I will say that him his role as Vito Corleone is my favorite Brando role. But I right. don't watch Godfather One or praise it for Brando. I admit he's captivating, but that's because he's staying next to fucking mumbles. Like even even more mumbly fucking than him is fucking Al Pacino. 
You know? It, yeah, I mean, and I, look, I, I, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, pun intended, but, oh, you know. Um, that was a real horse, by the way. Did they kill a horse? No. They, no. they Tell your point, I'll tell you that. That's, that whole For me, Duvall steals the film. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the attention. I think, Rob, I mean, again, there's a there's there's roles of Duvall that I'm like he was fucking great. He was great in The Judge. Oh, that was a great yeah. movie with him and RDJ. That was a great movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna you would hate the movie. I think I said this to you before. I think I'm pretty certain I've said this to you before. But he plays a really good role in a movie called Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. We've I, we've talked about Days of Thunder. I just didn't. I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, I just have no real recollection of it. Duvall's role in that is—I mean, it's not Godfather. I'm not trying to pretend that it is, but he's still Duvall, really good in it. So. I told you, Duvall did a fucking movie called A Family Thing that I thought he was superb in. Yeah, that one I'm not familiar with. I have to see that, but Family Thing, just to give a rundown, because it is well worth a watch. Is written by Billy Bob Thornton when he okay. was like, "I, you know, no one's fucking making me be an actor and shit. I'm going to keep writing screenplays." That's, That's what like, he's—he did yeah, the John Favreau. A couple of people done. Favreau did that. Affleck and Damien did that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So a family thing is about a white Arkansas racist who on his mother's deathbed reveals that she's not his mother. That in fact, he, there, uh, his father uh, slept with the black servant girl in rural fucking Arkansas, wherever the fuck they're in. She got pregnant, died at childbirth, but he happened to come out white. Hmm. And so he goes to Arkansas, or he goes to Chicago to meet, he finds out he's got a brother, a half-brother, played by James Earl Jones, who's a Chicago cop. So it's these two brothers, one of, you know, look, both of them looking very different from each other, dealing with the fact that they are brothers. And one's a fucking racist, the other one's kind of a, not really a racist, but like blames his birth for the death of his mother. So it's a serious twins. Yes, it's a very serious. <laughs> well, they're not twins; they're half no, brothers. I, I just, yeah, yeah. It's it is it, it, that would be the closest thing. It's like, oh, this is a comedy, but and there is some funny parts, and there's yeah. a lot of serious parts. There's a part where they get in a fucking argument, and they're rolling in the grass, beating the shit out of each other, and like someone comes by, is like, "Are you two okay?" Like, yeah, we're just brothers. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? 
But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You know, wrestling, they finally acknowledge, like, all right, we're 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 acting like stupid brothers, essentially. So, um, yeah. So he's great in that, but the horse's head. Well, yeah, tell me about that. And then I want to, I have some things about two I want to get into, so. When when they were doing the rehearsals, it was a it was a fake head. When they finally filmed the scene, they had gotten a real horse's head from a glue factory uh, when the horse was going to be slaughtered. And Coppola actually made a statement saying, "Like, listen, all you fuckers love, you know, puppies. You all love cute little puppies. The thing is, back then, in order to make puppy food, you had to kill horses." They were killing 500 horses a day. So don't fucking yell at me because they were going to kill this fucking thing anyways. I put it in for authenticity and to get a real goddamn reaction of the guy screaming. He likes the, the guy, the actor who played Waltz likes to claim that he didn't know it was going to be a real thing and his scream is very genuine. But that's bullshit because there's there's different close-ups and angles and shit. And in order to do that, they would have had, that would have taken like, you know, a couple hours to to do the multiple angles and shit. Right. So maybe the first scream was kind of like he didn't know it was going to be that bloody and shit, but he definitely laid it on pretty thick. He's like, oh, no, they surprised me with a fucking horse's head. It was beautiful. It's the best piece of ass I ever had. I've had them all the way <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm jumping ahead for a minute, but I'm looking at the awards for two. Yeah. And I find it really interesting that Pacino was up against himself at the British Academy Film Awards that year. Hmm. He was up for Dog Day Afternoon and Godfather Part Two against and, himself. And he didn't win either. No, he did. He won Best Actor at the... We're talking about the British Academy uh, of the Film. The British Academy, yeah. yeah. But he didn't win a, an Oscar until Son of a Woman. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just... I'm, but in the British Academy of Film Awards, he was up against himself for Dog Day versus Godfather, which is odd. So. Well, back then, it was like, who who, who are the best actors we got? De Niro, Pacino? All right, that's it. Right. Yeah. So, um, um, and De Niro got the Academy Award that year for that movie, for Godfather. Yes, he's one of few, he's one of like four or five that uh, has won an Oscar where his his dialogue is primarily in another language because he has like five lines of dialogue that are in English. It's like, yeah, the bulk of it's in Italian. Yeah. Um, it's not even Italian. It's Sicilian. It's, well, it's, it's like a fair. It's a very stringent Sicilian dialect. True. And, true, true, and true. He, he trained his ass. He lives in Sicily for three fucking months. Did he really nice? Yeah. To, to, he's like, if I'm going to do this shit, if I'm going to play, you know, Brando in Sicily. I'm going to be Brando, and I mean De Niro's very method to the point where, when he go when uh, Vito Andolini, which is how I kind of refer to him, there's there's Vito Andolini and there's Vito Corleone. You know, oh, I mean, technically he was given the name Corleone when he was like nine or whatever it was, but yeah, right. But 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 my point is is when he goes back to Sicily and kills uh, Don Chicho, that's Vito Andolini. You know taking revenge on oh, his for sure family. yeah yeah yeah. but that's when you can you can it's very subtle de niro packed on a little weight because this is supposed to be the real bridge where vito becomes brando 
So he started at gaining a little bit of weight. And Brando famously, when he did uh, the screen test for for Vito, he put cotton balls in right. his mouth. Right. And he took two fucking polish and slicked his hair back. He's like, I want to be a, a bulldog. I'm like, what? You're going to fucking shove more shit in your mouth? We can barely understand you to begin with. <laughs> Wow, what a great fucking idea. Let's have English subtitles for a motherfucker who's speaking English. <laughs> but, so, the, obviously the cotton balls was a good idea, but it wouldn't have been practical. So, uh, a dentist made, like, a mouthpiece where they kind of jutted out Brando's cheeks and made him kind of look like a bulldog, which is what the intent was. So, they kind of gave him a jowly, mumbly fucking look. So... De Niro had a miniature version of that. He's like, I, I can't go full Brando because I'm not at that age yet. Right. So they got a mini. So when you watch that scene where he fucking sticks it to Don Chicho, uh, which is a nickname for Don Francesco, Chich, Chicho is slang sure. nickname for Francesco. Uh, you can see he's re- that's like the bridge of young Vito, middle aged Vito, and then we get you know. Fucking Vito. <laughs> um, droopy, the, droopy dog Vito. I, um, speaking to that that performance, De Niro, and just the, the flashback sequences, really. Loved Bruno Kirby as Clementa. Agreed. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Bruno Kirby's. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I've seen him in a various, like, because he's very serious in his, and I saw him play a flat-out comedy in what I think was his last film with City Suckers, or if it wasn't yeah. his yeah, last yeah, one, it was yeah. close. So, um... He was also funny for all the wrong reasons in Good Morning Vietnam. Right, right, but he's amazing. He's still amazing in that role, though. You know, actually, so. no, he's in City Slickers was not maybe one of the sequels. I never actually saw in the City Slicker films. He's in the first one, not the second. Okay, one. yeah. So City Slickers is like late eighties or something, or early nineties. It's early nineties, yeah. So he was in Donnie Brasco in ninety seven. So that's he. He was still working. Okay. Well, no, and I wasn't, it wasn't meant to be disrespectful to him. I just couldn't remember exactly. Um, mm-hmm. The last movie it says he was in was a movie called Played. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, it came out in 2006 because he oh, died. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he died when he died. Yeah. Um, he he also played uh, Richard Castellano's um, son, and Richard Castellano played the original Clemenza. Right. And I'll tell you this, this is all about don't be greedy with Coppola. The role of of the of uh, Frank Pentangeli, yeah. the guy who turned, like, I told little Michael to this, little Michael to that, that fucking dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a role written because Richard uh, Castellano was supposed to come back as Clemenza. Clemenza was supposed to be the, the fucking the, the betrayer. Out. Okay. And he said, fuck no, I don't want to gain all that weight because I, you know, it's one thing of me being heavy. It's another thing of me being that heavy, even with a fat suit, he still was like, I'm going to be fat. And he was like, he also said, well, if I do this, I'm going to need more money. And Coppola was like, fuck you. We'll just write another fucking character. Yeah. Yeah. And And we'll tell you how your character fucking died between these fucking movies. You fat fuck. (laughs) <laughs> um, by the way richard castellano was the nephew of paul castellano who was definitely a mob that's the thing is like the first godfather movie 
there were actors who got their roles through mob connections. That's what's fucking nuts. No, I don't doubt it, though. Based on the year, that didn't stun me. You know, The guy who played Carlo? Like, he fucking... Johnny... Johnny that, Russo, I think his yeah, name is? That... <sighs> the only thing I know about Carlo, besides, you know, the character was a piece of shit, mm-hmm. was they had to put a special thing on his shoes when they were strangling him so that he could kick the window out. Yeah. Because yeah. he wouldn't be able to kick out the window otherwise. By the way, that fight where Sonny fucks him up with the trash can yeah. lid and all that shit, partially improvised, but I will never forgive how Coppola, who is a brilliant filmmaker for these two films, and, and among other films, I'm not going to be too hard. But I don't know that I've ever seen anything else that he's done besides this. Have you seen Jack with Robin Williams? Oh, that's a Coppola film? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Then, yeah, I have seen that. Isn't that yeah. fucked up? <laughs> that's definitely a, it's definitely a, a right turn. Now? What's that? Apocalypse Now? That I haven't seen. We talked about that last week when we talked about uh, Fishburne. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, shit like that. Yeah, no. So, there's a part where Sonny takes a swing at Carlo, and it's just like seven inches from his face. Like, they're not even trying. Like, because James Conn is getting right in there where, like, he actually did fuck up Gianni Russo a couple times. Like, he <laughs> broke a couple ribs. Like, oh, no shit. Okay. They didn't, no, they actually did not get along. So, like, there's some of that footage of, like, Khan actually fucking up Gianni Russo and being like, this is this is what you get, you son of a bitch. Right, right. But, yeah. but he's like not pulling his punches, and then he totally pulls his punch where it's like, this is Gianni's fucking face. This is the fucking fist. Where and he goes like this, like, uh, no, Sonny, no. Like it's yeah, like dude. Yeah. It's like the Luke Skywalker kick in Return of the Jedi, where he like aims to kick somebody that's four feet away from the dude, and the guy <laughs> like, you know, actually- reacts. I actually have to go back to that scene for a minute because that's something actually I meant to ask you about. So I'm glad you brought up that fight scene. And it wasn't about the scene specifically that I have a question about. Mm-hmm. But my question is about him, the character. Who are we talking about? Carl. Carlo. Okay. Carlo, sorry, yeah. Who the fuck is Carl? Yeah, uh, some guy <laughs> sounds like a complete toilet. Anyway, um, Carlo hitting because he, he hits Connie the first time. And yeah. then that scene occurs where Sonny kicks the crap out of him, which yeah. I do think is ironic. He literally goes from fucking his mistress mistress to beating the shit out of him, like, right from one it, to the other. If he wanted to kill him, he should have smacked him in the face with his dick. <laughs> right? Um, but anyway, so there, there's that. And then there's the scene later where... The toll booth. Well, but it's not yet. It's the scene leading to the toll booth. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, I guess my question is, did Carlo purposely hit her again to draw yes. Sonny, okay, to draw him to that phone yes. booth? Okay. Yeah, or that's the toll booth, Carlo, I mean. Yeah, that's why Carlo was killed, was because the... But they, no, I I knew he set up the hit. I didn't, I, what I was unclear or was not 100% sure on was whether or not him beating up Connie the second time was to get... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because how because he you know, Khan said, You ever touch my sister again, I'll kill you. So he knew. Yeah, so, Sonny, he, yeah, he so he's like, I'll he fuck didn't you touch up. her for that longest time. And they said, All right, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of her. 
and and then you know she's gonna go crying to Sonny. He's gonna come over here. They're gonna be waiting for his ass, and boom, there he is. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, it it made sense, but I was just wondering, you know, um, when he gets strangled in the book, they actually talk about how he like shits his pants from the strangulation, and how Clemens is gonna roll down. By the way. Abe Vigoda, you asked a very good question through text messages. <laughs> Abe Vigoda ever fucking look young? The answer is fuck no. <laughs> yeah, he he. I, I've seen him in a handful of things, including Look Who's Talking, which is not mm. his finest moment. But no, um, and he's never looked younger than like sixty three, like ever. Dude, he was. Did you ever see Good Burger? Yes. Yes, I saw. Do you remember? He, do you remember I, he's in Good yes, Burger? I do. He was also a voice in Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, that wouldn't stun me. But he he plays a guy named Sal. Of course, you he know, does. and yeah. and and Hamill is just like, oh Sal, I'm going to like you know why the long face and and like you know kills him by making him fucking have that rictus grin on his face. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You know Harry Dean Stanton's in. I know, dude. I fucking had no idea because I'm watching with Stephanie, and we're like, that FBI agent looks fucking familiar. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I think, and it was like you, you. When I first saw him, it was just like background, and I'm like, huh, I kind of know that face because Harry Dean Stanton has got one of those fucking faces. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I was watching a lot of Big Love, and he's in Big Love. Okay, so I'm like. Godfather 2's playing, I'm like going through, I'm like, I, I swear, if Harry Dean stands in this, I am fucking astounded of my inability to find someone who looks old as fuck and look at them when they look like a fucking baby in the background. I was just tooting my own horn. And I'm looking and I'm like, holy fuck, it's Harry Dean Staten. And then you very clear very clearly hear his voice and see his face in close-ups. And I'm like, how in the fuck did I not know that? Harry Dean Stanton is in this, and you and I have, like, one of those rare stories about Harry Dean Stanton, because Doug Frankel told that Nicholson story. Yep, yep. And the guy sitting on the floor was fucking Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It really is. It was just, it was just weird. Um, I, I want to give love to another guy, too, because I'm just a fan of him as an actor, but John Apreya, I think is how you say his name. Apreya, Apreya, I don't know how you say his last name, but he played young Tessio in those flashback scenes too he played a young uh, Abe Vigoda okay well and, see uh, here's the thing well I mean I, I agree whoever all the cast who play the young representations you know Bruno Kirby and, and, and this fucking guy yeah um, all did they were they were perfect for the roles I was confused because I thought De Niro's buddy with the fucking bushy ass eyebrows oh the guy that did he goes to the play with yeah, yeah. I thought that was supposed to be a young Tessio, but that's supposed to be just some uh, dude. So, well, it's, he's the guy who like the olive oil company is named after. He's he's the poster boy, and Coppola's the backer. I'm not sorry, not Coppola. Corleone is the backer. Okay, okay. I don't. I Gen, that, that was oil. That was unclear to me too, for what that's worth. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I but knew he guy, wasn't Tessio, but I was unclear about that. That connection. Well, yeah, I thought I thought he was Tessio. I'm like, who's this other fucking skinny fucking dude with big ass eyebrows? Yeah. Because it looks like they could be 
the same guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I see. I, this this actor I'm talking about. I know actually it's, you're gonna laugh when I say this. I know him more from uh, Full House because he played a, a reoccurring role in Full House. But I also know him from this. Uh, but you know, but like we said, Bruno Kirby and then uh, De Niro. You know. Mm-hmm. the whole sequence was good and I, I actually what I like about that I keep referring back to that Godfather saga thing is that when you when they play in the in that order you know it mm-hmm. you get a whole bunch of Den- you get a whole bunch of all three of those guys for a long time because when they when they put those sequences together it's almost like an hour or so because like that thing is Five hours long, I want to say. Six hours long, something like that. The saga it's, thing. It's excessive. It's excessive. And the first like hour and a half is all the flashback stuff. It starts with Vito in in uh, as Andalini in Corleone before he mm-hmm. leaves and comes to America. And I've got to say, as much as like part two has got some great fucking scenes with Michael and 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 all that shit, the most interesting part for me is young Vito. I, I got to agree. I actually have to agree with you. I mean, you're great. There are great scenes with Michael. There's great scenes watching him rearrange things with the, the families yet again, you know, mm-hmm. taking out people. Um, and there's not that mass death scene like there is at the baptism in the first one, but right. there's, there's still moments of him like rearranging stuff. And, but it doesn't, I'm... yeah, the, 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 best part of that film for me I'm with you is the the flashback sequence has yeah. just, you know I mean again we have to show a little bit of Michael we have to show what he's up to and sure. and, and and even the court things of, of the Rico acts and all that shit is that was kind of interesting to me I find that stuff interesting you know yeah I, I'm, but, I'm into a good courtroom drama I think you and I are both like law and order whores you know what I mean well um yeah not so much law and order but yeah I know what you're saying yeah, but for me, as far as I'm concerned, the whole Hyman Roth thing was weird in Cuba. Well, the other thing. Okay, so I want to get back to the court thing for a minute because our our Gen, was it Argenti, the the guy that they replaced Clemenza with. Oh, uh, Pantangeli. Pantangeli, thank you. That's it. Like I think the guy's he, name was last name was like Gazzo. Well, whatever. But he he. I was saying to Deb when I was watching this because like and and I think I've said this on air and I've definitely said it to you but I think I've said it on air too when when we go back to watch movies to do these episodes I watch them from a very different lens than if I'm just putting it on to watch a movie because we're gonna do this we're gonna sit here and we're gonna pick it apart good or bad and and yeah. and talk about it so I'm paying attention in a very different way than I do when I watch just to put a movie on right. Mm-hmm. And there were parts of this movie I didn't ever put together in previous like, viewings, and I had seen it a few times. Like you know, what? Like the fact that the guy that testifies is the same guy they try to kill in the bar, like, fucking three hours earlier. Like, you know what I mean? In, in movie time, not real time, but, you know. It, it did kind of, I mean, that was supposed to be the big twist. Like, oh my god, he survived. But I think because there's a lot of look, there's a lot of Italians. Well, not just that, but there's that, but there's also like the you talk about the Hyman Ross stuff, which you weren't overly impressed with. But like, there's a lot of like spider webbing going on with the deals there. Like, you know, 
At one point, he's talking to Hyman, saying, I know this guy. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Betrayed me, but then he's talking to somebody else going, I know it's Hyman that did it. Like, there's a lot of that, like... You know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies close. That but you you start to, at least for me, you start to lose track of who fucked who over. It's <laughs> really a convoluted fucking plot, if I'm really being am I, am I Okay, so it's not just me then. Like, <laughs> No, not at all. I prefer one because one is pretty simple. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Easy to follow. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty straightforward. Okay, this guy wants to fucking deal drugs. He wants the Corleones to back him. They say no. Okay, fuck him. War. Okay, someone fucking retaliates. He gets sent to Sicily. <clears throat> uh, Godfather dies. Fucking brother dies. And now young... Uh, well, no, fucking... Godfather doesn't die. Wait, Not... He fucking dies with a fucking orange. And we'll do a whole fucking thing about oranges, motherfucker. But that's... No, no, but still, if you're going up the... All right, if God, I'm fucking fuck with the timeline, it doesn't matter. But you well, fuck you! <laughs> Look, and then, you know, fucking baptism. Fucking Mo Green. Fucking this. Fucking that. That, but it's it's linear. You're like, I get it. I don't need to fucking have a goddamn Venn diagram to follow this shit. Where you kind of need that with the second one, yeah. You totally need it. And you're like, you need to fucking be like, all right, now, fucking Pentangeli worked for Clemenza. Clemenza's dead because greedy and lazy. And then fucking, <laughs> he got fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna think Stallone really lobbied a fucking B in Godfather One and Two. Did he, he was really? Like, oh yeah, he was like, dude, he's like Italian. I'd be, you know, I'm Italian. I'm who would, Italian all right, real quick, real quick, who would you cast him as? Paulie, the guy who gets shot in the head, the cannoli scene. Really? Okay. See, I, I, I mean, I, because this is this is Stallone pre-Rocky. This is like, no, I get uh, it. He's like, I made a porno. This is that's 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 Stallone. I I might have I might might have given him young Tessio in the flashback sequences for two. Um, all right, I'll give you that. He would have look as far as I'm concerned, he would have been fine as a background bodyguard. Yeah, he didn't you know? need no no. I'm, he didn't need to be like too prominent. That's why young Tessio works because I think young Tessio literally is on screen twice. Like Clement, it, young Clement yeah, has yeah. got the the bulk of the. The screen time in the in the flashbacks. Actually, just to be funny, I would have cast his ass as young Clemenza. He'd be like, "Oh fuck, he really let his ass go." <laughs> right? Like have like you know, Rocky, you know, yeah, all yeah. fucking buff and shit. And, yeah, yeah. And even by that point, like Stallone had like muscles, but he, you know, you could see throughout the Rocky films, he fucking like Cuts goes from like. You know, yeah. I'm bulky to like, hey, yo, here my me. Look at my back; it's got abs. You know, like that fucking kind of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'd be like, God damn, dude, Italians need to fucking lay off the linguini. Holy shit! <laughs> right. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, Clemenza? Right. But, but getting um, back to you, you were you were making a point there. 
Yeah, like Godfather 2 is just super fucking convoluted. But then in retrospect, they really try to simplify everything with Godfather 3. But the problem is, it's such, it, it's also kind of confusing. It's all about Immobilari and the Vatican and who the fuck knows about, and incest with cousins. Well, that's, the- okay, that was the biggest thing I had an issue with with 3 was like, does any like I listen? I was obviously alive when this movie came out, and certainly much older than you. But I don't recall there being any like, hey, I I just don't remember there being like a big deal about like two main characters in this fucking movie are cousins and they're fucking like rabbits. Like something's. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, motherfucker, we will talk about the kissing cousins in a little bit. Okay, I want to talk about fucking lee strasberg do you know who lee strasberg is i know the name and i've and i think i think robin williams mentioned him in something or didn't he find start the like actor studio or something yeah pretty much but here it goes even further he was such a shitty actor he wasn't getting any roles it's like well fuck you i'll go open my own school and that's that's the truth that's the origin of the actor studio pretty much is he was just like i'm you know uh, you know, you guys are all fucking crazy. You think I don't know what acting is, but I'm going to tell you what acting is. I'm going to tell everybody what acting is. And that's why. And if you watch it, you watch Godfather 2, he's so fucking bland as Hyman Roth. This no. is the guy who's supposed to fucking popularize the method of acting. You know you know what they say, those who can't do, teach. So Right. Um... That's <laughs> the best example of that. <laughs> fucking, I mean, like, look, all all, all kidding aside, they really should have just fucking cut Hyman Roth. I mean, first off, the dude's name is Hyman. Well, I mean, no, there. That's a that's actually a pretty popular Jewish name. I know. And they should change that shit. Well, you go ahead and tell them that. I'll go break that Hyman. <laughs> um, but... look, uh, that was a favor for Pacino because Pacino was in the action studio and he was like, because Lee Strasberg was retired, retired from fucking what? I don't know what. <laughs> Retired from not from being turned down from acting roles, like I I doubted enough rejection. <laughs> but he can't. He was he was sickly. I mean, they actually had to rewrite the role of Hyman Roth as being a frail, sickly man because Lee Strasberg was you know old and sickly. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at his credits. He's literally been in ten things. That's it. See, life lifelong ten things. And from what I can tell. The biggest thing is is Godfather too. Yeah, I mean, he, he if he taught Pacino and all these other fucking people and and made he he made great fucking actors hey. because they were looking at him and saying, "Okay, I'm not going to do what the fuck you're doing." Right. Well, I I guess it's funny because I can do this real quickly because his career exploded after Godfather. Yeah, and then he died. He was in a thing called Parnell in okay. 1937. Mm-hmm. He didn't do another thing, at least according to his IMDb, until 1953 when he was in a thing called the China Venture. So, 16, 16, yeah, 16 years difference between acting gigs. At least, he's pro- he's at least probably on, teaching or, or, or struggling. Or, one or stage two. acting, because I, I notice IMDb doesn't tend to... to Not unless it's filmed. Right, so they don't tend to do stage. So he could have been doing stage work that whole time for all we know. But 
Then he does The Godfather in 74. So another mm-hmm. 21 years between roles, you know? Yep. And then he has roles in 76, 78, 79, and 81. And then, like you said, he passes on. So Right. Um, I mean, I'll give him credit. He looked like he was half dead in, in Godfather 2. So the fact that he managed to live and still work for like another 10 years is pretty amazing. 17 or seven, seven years. Yeah, seven years. I was going to say right, 17, seven. but that's not right. Seven. Seven, um, seven years. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he, I don't know. I, I didn't have a big problem with him, but I guess, you know. He, he just, the way he delivers his lines is so matter of fact. He's like, I want you all to enjoy your cake. So enjoy your cake. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what? Yeah, it was, it was, you know, make sure everybody sees the cake before you eat the cake. That was another one too. Like, you know, it just. It, it, it's just kind of like one of those bland grandfathers. Like, you know, I want you to enjoy my birthday because today is my birthday. Like, okay, grandpa's tired. Let's give him some fucking meds. <laughs> Holy shit. You're, you're a mob boss. You're the fucking biggest threat to the Corleone empire. Is this old fucking ailing Jewish dude? Well, but I mean, to, to leave f- a shirt on. To to be fair, like um, Don Chichi got pretty laid back before Vito got a hold of him. I mean, you know what I mean. Like guys are getting older. You but know? Don Chi- Don Don Chicho. Oh, Chicho. Whatever. I'm sorry. Because because there's a guard like the the guy, the guy who plays Rocky's fucking mobster buddy in Godfather One and Two. Do you remember that guy? No. So the guy who's on the stand who's not. Pentangeli is named Willie Chichi. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So that actor is the guy who plays the Lone Shark mobster that Rocky works for in Godfather 1 and 2. When he breaks the dude's thumbs and or he didn't. Yeah, I didn't break the dude's thumbs because if he breaks the thumbs and he wouldn't get a, would do the work. Oh, yeah, he's the, um, he's the gangster from that movie, right? It's, yeah. yeah. Joe Spinell. That's it. He does better so, in that. He does better in that movie than he does in in godfather i mean he has more of a of dialogue in godfather i mean also danny aiello is in godfather 2 no mm-hmm. he it, it's a blink and miss he's the guy who strangles pentangeli in the bar and he says michael corleone says hello right okay okay that's danny fucking aiello no shit and he improvised the line, and he said, "I still, I have no idea where the fuck that came from." He, he, it, it was not in the script, and he's like, "I don't know why I said it," but and and Coppola was like, "That was fucking brilliant." I don't care, was, fucking keep it. Yeah, I hear you. That's one. He actually had to make him do it again. He's like, "I didn't understand you the first fucking time. Do it again." Fair enough. I mean, there's a. I mean, Harry Dean Stanton, Danny Aiello. I still ha- am astounded that. Even though I watched The Sopranos years later and became a huge fan, I didn't fucking realize that Dominic Chianese plays Johnny Ola in Godfather 2. Dominic Chianese is the guy who plays Uncle Junior, Tony Soprano's uncle, the old fucking dude with the big-ass glasses. You remember I've never seen the show. So I know. All right, yeah. Well, you must have at least seen a fucking DVD cover. Um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Skinny little fucker, right? Like... 
tall but skinny, but big fucking like, like. Coke, I think I'm, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. Bottles. Then I think I'm thinking of somebody else. You're thinking but... of fucking probably Michael Imperioli or some shit. I have no idea. Look up, look I'm up. Working on it. I'm working and, on and it. Find yeah. the character of Johnny Ola, and then. But I'm look as a fan. I'm like, holy fuck! I had no idea this was Johnny Ola. So, yeah, dude, Danny. I mean. Here's the thing. All these Italian Americans love to bitch about how Godfather made Italians like, you know, improve, uh, expand on the stereotype that all Italians are in the mafia. But then all these fucking actors end up doing shit like Godfather. I mean, I'm sorry, like Goodfellas and yeah. Sopranos. Like they're like, like, I mean, I get it. Not many, not many Italian, you know, you're not going to get Tony Sirico or James Gandolfini doing fucking Shakespeare. I get it. I fucking get it. To be or not to be. What? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not the guy I thought it was. Okay, but as a fan, I was like, what the fuck? It's kind of like seeing James Gandolfini in like True Romance, where he's thin, you know, and young. You're like, what the fuck, Tony? What yeah, happened? Who did you think I was thinking of? I'm just curious. Cause I, I... I don't know. You said skinny little fuck. I'm like, Michael Imperioli? I don't know. No, Tony Sirico. Oh, Tony Sirico. <laughs> Tony Sirico is Tony Sirico plays Polly Walnuts in Sopranos, but he's in Goodfellas for a brief second. He's the guy who, well, yeah, he might be more in the film, but like you really see his face where young Henry Hill is looking out the window and dreaming of becoming a mobster. A car pulls up and it shows like feet up, like a feet rising up to the, to the guys getting out of the car. It's just a swanky mobster. That's Tony Sirico for like, you know, a second. Yeah. Anyways. I, but let's, let's, unless you had more you wanted to say, I want to, let's get into three a bit. Let's get into three, man. The fucking Fredo of the franchise. So here's what I'll say about three, right? Mm-hmm. Having gone back and watched it again. I, first off, and I'm, I'm going to tap into my world of music for a split second, just because I need to for my cleanse the palate moment. But, there's a song on Metallica's Ride the Lightning album called Escape that, okay. that they wrote at the behest of the record company. Record company was like, we need a single. You need to write us a song that we can put out on radio. Because sure. especially back then, Metallica was known for writing like long songs. Like Their songs generally lasted between six to eight minutes per song, which for radio is too fucking long. So... Mm-hmm. They wanted something for radio, and and Metallica wrote Escape and and played it. Fast forward to 2012, I think it is, and I'm at the Orion Music Music Festival in Atlantic City where Metallica's... It's Metallica's music festival. It's the first time they ever did it, and at the festival, they're playing the album Ride the Lightning in its entirety. When they get to escape in the song listing, James is like struggling to start the fucking thing because he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't. He fucking hates the song. They don't ever play it live. I think they've only played it live that night just because he hates it that much and just watching him struggle. So like it's the same kind of thing. Like they, you know, people hate the fucking thing. He hates that song. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the point I was getting at, but I, I will say that, going back to the movie now, now that I got my little two bits in, um, that... I, I talked about Sinatra. I think it's only fair you talk about Metallica. There you go. Fair enough. It's it's not as prevalent or as relevant, but fuck it. We'll, we'll go with it. Um, 
I think I think three falls into a thing that you and I say very frequently about movies. I think we've said it multiple times about multiple franchises. If they didn't call it Godfather and it was just a mob movie, it wouldn't have been as bad. It's because it's tied to the Godfather legacy that I think is the problem. Because it's 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 not a terribly filmed movie. It's just not a Godfather, if that makes any kind of sense. I agree and disagree at the same time, because I mean, you can't have the characters. You got to change all the character names. All the, I mean, you can't just yeah, change a name. But like, yeah, in this context, like it. In other words, if you hadn't seen one and two, and you just went and saw three, you would have no fucking clue. What the fuck is going on? Is that fair? I don't know that you wouldn't know what's going on. I mean, I think I think if it's if it's set up right, meaning that okay, you've got this aging Don that doesn't want to be Don anymore, wants to take his company legit or his family legit and call it the I don't know, the Fettuccini family as opposed to the Corleones. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Like you just you just don't tie it to those first two films i think it's a you know because there's movies we've said that about in and i think in star wars i think we've said it in some of the mcu i mean we've said that i mean even with sofia coppola and the cousin kissing it's a weird fucking thing but like i think that's what i'm saying rico so you're saying because it's godfather 3 it works against it even more because you expect more for godfather exactly that's exactly right. what I'm saying. Yes. It's kind of like when the Coen brothers or or someone of that magnitude doesn't deliver like you expect them to, and you're like, what the fuck? Like right. you guys had such promise, you guys had such talent. Why why did you make Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin? No, I'm just no. <laughs> But I mean there are but, but, they, but your your point's not wrong, not the Quentin thing, but the, the rest of it isn't wrong. Like No, but you know, like if the when the Cohen brothers made Hail Caesar, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think I saw that, but I know what you're saying. You know, you don't want to. I, I get it. Yeah. Um but yeah, he, it, it, if it was just a mob movie, like if it was a standalone, like 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 Casino is, Casino's it's its own movie. I'm not saying it's as good as Casino. I'm not even trying to, but I'm saying Casino's its own thing. Goodfellas right. is its own thing. It's not part of a saga, you know. Right. A Bronx Tale, it's its own thing, you know. So if it was its own thing, it probably wouldn't be as good as any of the ones I just listed. But it wouldn't be as hurt by being attached to the. The name Godfather. I, I would agree with that. I, the name. Look, I was joking, but it is like, you know, you got your Godfather brothers. You got, you know, your Corleone brothers. You got Sonny. You got fucking Mike. You got Fredo. This is the Fredo. He's part of the family, but, you know, he's the fucking one that's full of pneumonia. The one <laughs> right. that like, you know, you know. The one that's smart. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb like everybody says. I'm smart. And I'm de- I deserve to have respect. I deserve to be called in this trilogy. Okay, Fredo. Calm down. <laughs> Let's go fishing, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, Fredo, Fredo made some bad choices. I'm not going to argue with that. But that was not the way to treat your brother. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's here's the thing is that if it, it would have been one thing if Fredo deliberately tried to betray Michael, but he wasn't, he didn't know it was going to fucking be a hit. He had no clue. 
But here's that's something... the problem, is he had no fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting about awards. So we talked about the awards one and two were nominated for and won. Mm-hmm. This thing was nominated for some stuff, but it only won two awards, and it's not in any of the good things. It ain't makeup. You no. Know, you want to know what it won? Sure. It won a raspberry for worst supporting actress and for worst new star, both for mm. Sophia Coppola. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW. Coppola. Who I actually didn't think was that terrible. Like, was she great? No. But she wasn't that bad. Dude, her accent changes throughout that whole goddamn movie. She had to redub herself because she couldn't pronounce Corleone. Well. Corleone. She, She had such a thick Valley Girl accent. There was no belief that she was like from New York or from an affluent fucking mobster family. I'm not saying she got to talk like this, but you know, the part where she's like, I'll give you a hint. He's Italian. What? Like, yeah, oh my I mean, God. Well, I'm a, that... oh my God, I'm in the Carleone family. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, 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 the cousins thing was fucking weird that and and didn't help it fucking no. did not help no. it, it, look let's talk about andy garcia andy garcia is convincing as an italian but even i was like this motherfucker looks way too cuban well yeah i mean that that was a problem too you know what i mean but i at least even if her name meaning his mother was mancini if you look at that actress she kind of had a Cuban look to her too, so I guess a little bit. I mean a little bit. I'm not, you know. Andy does a convincing enough job. And I will say, I didn't realize until years later, but young Andy Garcia kind of looks like young De Niro. So it actually kind of fits that he would like look like, you know, Vincent Mancini or Vincent Corleone, whatever the fuck you want to call him, is supposed to like represent all of the five men. Of the Corleone Empire, starting with Vito, Michael, Sonny, and Fredo, and even Tom Hagen to a degree. Um, like Coppola, specific Coppola and Puzo were like Vincent's supposed to be everything. He's supposed to be everything of all the men of the of the Coppola family. He's supposed to be like Vito's wisdom. He's supposed to be Michael's fucking uh, duplicity. He's supposed to obviously have Sonny's temper. He's supposed to have Fredo's sensitivity, and he's supposed to be. The uh, something about Tom Hagen is something like the the courage, the bravery, or something because okay. something akin to that. So, but when what we see is largely, hey, it's Sunny without curly hair. 
is really kind of what Vincent's character boils down to. He really is, yeah. When you first see him. And then he grows. You know, he grows as a character and he becomes a little bit more like Michael. He he starts becoming more reserved and not as volatile. Um, I want to go through some of these names that were up for that role before Andy Garcia ultimately got it. And and I'd be curious to get your feedback on some of these. The first one that... What's can, I, can I say one? Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be the one I'm going to start with, but go ahead. De Niro wanted to come back. That's the one I was going to start with. How? I think that would have been... Look, I love De Niro, don't get me wrong. I think he's a great actor. I enjoy him in most things I see him in. You know, even movies I don't like, like Meet the Parents, I like De Niro. Do you know what right. I mean? But right. I, I think that would have confused people. I, I feel like if he'd come back and played another role in the same series. If he had played it completely different, if he had played it like, because did you ever see De Niro's screen test for Sonny? I did not. No, it's fucking good. Oh, I it's, believe it. It's the most like, did you ever see, um, have you seen mean streets? No. Okay. It, very early Scorsese film. With, and he's got a young De Niro. It was, it was De Niro's breakthrough. And he's he's basically playing Sonny. He's just wild and hot and crazy and Italian and blah, blah, blah. So he did a really fantastic screen test. And that's why he got picked for Godfather 2 is because he was, uh, you know, he kept lobbying for Michael or Sonny or anybody. He wanted to be anybody. He wanted to be Polly, the guy with the fucking cannoli. Scene. Right, right, right. But he was also... I think at the, around the same time, getting ready to film uh, Mean Streets, he's like, look, I got to choose one or the other. Mean Streets is actually guaranteeing me a fucking role. Whereas, you know, we know Godfather's going to be a hit. He's like, I got to eat, motherfucker. So I think De Niro could have done it. I think it would have been interesting. The only thing is they would have had to age Pacino even more. Yeah, yeah. They would have right? had to make him look like even more feeble and shit. Because De Niro and Pacino are of the same fucking age, and they the the thing I'm reading here says that they if they had casted him, there was a there was talk of expanding Michael's uh, story, makeup. not his makeup, but his story. It says of Michael, yeah. Hmm. Um. All right, but lay it on me. All right, and then and then I want to get into the people who are going to play Mary because that's an interesting list too. There's a couple um, I know of, yeah. I just lost my my mantinis. Here we go. Okay, um, Alec Baldwin was in the running. I could, I can kind I of. I think see he would have been. I don't think that would have. And I like Alec Baldwin. I, Alec Baldwin of this era, I like him because he 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 plays. You know, I I have to mention Hunt for October at least once an episode, and he does a great <laughs> he does a great job as Jack Ryan in that movie. But I don't think. You know, if if, if there if Alec Baldwin was going the route that he did in his brief role in uh, Glen Gary Glen Ross, he could have played Vincent. Okay, it's, yeah, it's very I, Vincent. I I could give you that. Um, Who else you got? Uh, let's see. Then he then this this is the nepotism coming back in, but Nicolas Cage. Mm, never. Yeah. Never I in don't, your life. Um, Tom Cruise. I mean, he's got the, the, it's. He doesn't have the grittiness for it. I don't think he doesn't have the Italian look. Well, yeah, um, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, I could actually see. Matt Dillon was a pretty. 
His acting's a little stiff and wooden, but he looks the part. Let's put it that way. He definitely looks the part, yeah. Um, Val Kilmer. They would have had to dye his hair or something, because... Val Kilmer has the range, doesn't have the look. Right. I agree. I think I agree with you, 100%. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, fuck no. No? Fuck no. Uh, fuck no. Okay. Uh, As an Italian? I mean... As a mobster? He kind of plays a mobster in Wall Street. It's not that far off. He's a he's kind of a bitch in Wall Street. All right. I'm talking about... Look, could Charlie Sheen be in Godfather 3? Absolutely. Could he be Vincent? Fuck no. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. If he was the son of Fredo, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vincent Spano? I like Vincent Spano. I haven't seen him be volatile. So I, I'll... I'll I don't have an opinion on that one. And the last one is uh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane? Yeah. Oh, I know why they were considering that. Look at Billy Zane and tell me that he's not look like a he's not like the fucking person to play Brando in a biopic. See, yeah, but, but I mean he's, he's supposed playing to be Brando in a biopic. That's why I'm like I've well, always no, I, looked at him like I get that, but he's Sonny's kid, not you know what I mean? That's why I don't think it works. Well, it's the same reason why, like I said, Andy Garcia kind of yeah. resembled Robert De Niro. You know, it's it's true. It's it's the resemblance of. I mean, I know people that look like their grand. My my mom is convinced that I look like my grandfather. I've never seen your grandfather, so I can't say. But apparently, you're looking at him now. No, well, shit. All right, how you doing, Grandpa? Um, yeah. <laughs> Bridget Bridget Fonda was one of the people considered for Mary. But Bridget Fonda was in Godfather 3. Right. Um, she got Grace Hamilton said, but she was being considered for Mary before she... That's weird. I wouldn't have... She looks too blonde and Nordic looking. She looks too Irish. Even though she's got Fonda as a last name, and Fonda is an Italian name, you know, she looks too fucking Dutch. Yeah, well, no, there's three more names here, but these are not nearly as impressive, or, or the list isn't as impressive anyway. Winona Ryder... Was considered Winona, no. Winona Ryder was cast. Oh, that's right. She did say you're right. I see that she she withdrew. But when see, I think she would have done better. I think she would have been. I yeah. agree. Um, and then Madonna. Madonna. Yep. Laura San Giacomo was another one. If Laura San Giacomo is who I'm thinking of, then she is the friend of. Uh, Julie Roberts' character in Pretty Woman. You're correct. That's why, yes. Okay. Yeah. God damn, I'm good with these dagos. You I? are. <laughs> you know who I all. You know who I would have gone for. There's one more, but go ahead and tell me. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. You tell me. It may it's, be the same person. It's uh, Linda Fiorentino was in the running. I think she actually. Got, I mean, look, I hear she's difficult to work with and all that kind of stuff, but I think she could have pulled off the the role. Honestly. She's got the Italian ball busting thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's what Mary was. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I, I wonder if they rewrote the 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 part the for for Sophia because yeah. I, I if she was anything like Michael, she would have been. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have gone, and I I I don't. I think she's Italian American, but she has like a stage name. I Ooh. think it's Mia Sara, the the girlfriend of uh, Ferris Bueller, Sloan. Oh yeah, Mia Mia. Um, her name's Mia. Oh, fuck, I'll find it because I know who you're talking about. It's yeah. not Mia Sorvino. That's no, different. no, 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 no. It's not her. I know that, but it's I like know Mia, it's like Mia Sara or something. 
I, I think it is Mia Sarah. I think you're right. I'm just going to confirm it. But that would have been if like it's like late 80s and like, holy shit, you guys see Ferris Bueller? That woman was fucking great. Like she's got immense patience. To it's Mia Sarah. Ferris, we were right. Yeah. To handle Ferris's bullshit. Fucking like we oh, need someone to handle father's bullshit. Yeah, for sure. She would have been fine in that role. Winona would have been good. Winona's, you know, you know, Bay Area Jew, but like, she could, you know, Jews and Italians. I'm telling, I've been saying it for fucking ever. Like, they're we're not that different. Rebecca Schaefer's another name on here. I know the name. I don't really know the face. But I, look, I don't know much about her, but here's an interesting piece about her. Uh, oh, I know who she is. She was, she was in a TV show. I know this girl. I now that I see her face, this is this is actually a sad story. So. She was in a TV show, and I'll try to get the name of the show for you in a second, where she was really, really popular. Um, My Sister Sam. That was the name of the show she was in. She was in a show called My Sister Sam. She was super fucking popular, and she got a obsessive fan. And he showed up to her door one day with a 9mm and put two bullets right in her. Like, she opens the door. He, I guess he rang the doorbell, knocked on the door, whatever, and she opens the door, and he just, just shot her and killed her right on the spot and what i didn't know until just now reading this is that day she was auditioning for the role as mary no way she was supposed to be she was supposed to go to the audition that day and she she died no fucking way yeah that's that's fucked up but it's really fucked up and then why winona got the role after that um and Winona blamed, like, she said she was exhausted. She had just done Edward Scissorhands and whatever the fuck. And she, like, they flew out to, she and Johnny Depp flew out to No, she, she left to do Edward Scissorhands, according to this. Oh, okay. Um, well, she was, say, she was saying that she was exhausted and that the role was going to be too much. Like, I think Coppola, like, threatened to sue her. That's essentially what happened. Wow. Because she you know, signed the contract and they were about to film. So do I blame Coppola for going to Sophia? No. If you got fucking like a hundred million dollar movie, which includes filming in fucking parts of Italy and New York, and you got Pacino and Keaton and, you know, fucking shit. And you need a leading lady, you know, you, you go with what's available. I mean, look, I think Sophia Coppola is was a dreadful actress in that, but that's not why the film. The film was not as no, bad as it is no, because she, of her. Yeah, she. I, I I agree with you. Although she took the bulk of the the um, yeah. criticism, the movie is the movie's not flawed because of her. And I don't think like she deserved all that flack. I agree. I agree. And actually, there's a thing I'm reading here where she... I'm sorry, Rico, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm reading where she says that like that was already coming into set before they even finished filming, and it was actually causing her to struggle with the role. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, you were saying something. I apologize. I, know, I, I, was, I was actually about to say that. It's just like, you could see she has no confidence. And that's the problem, is that the role of Mary Corleone is supposed to be confident. It's supposed to be... She grew up with anything she wants. In comparison, the guy who plays Tony is very good, but I don't fucking remember who the fuck he is. He's uh, yeah, just some yeah. I think yeah. I know. What you're, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, he does a fucking fantastic job. Like where you know, 
Michael is like saying, so you want to get out of law school? He's like, yeah, that's right. I want to, you know, he just has this kind of look of disdain on his face. Like, I want to make it on my own. I don't want to fucking be under your, I will never be in the failing business, yada, yada, yada. But then there's a transition. Once he lets him go, Tony and, and Michael start being friendly to one another. And that's great. But at no point was I was like, I don't, I could, I mean, Mary was just being stupid. Like, yeah. first off, Andy Garcia is a very good looking man. And I get it. But he's your fucking cousin. Like, you want to run away together? That's fine. But like, you're causing problems for the fucking family. Both of you. Stop it. I, uh, Stop fucking each other. I just found another name that tried out for, for Vince and it was in a different list or a different piece of information. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Luke Perry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but, uh, Luke Skywalker would have been better. According to this, Alec Baldwin was the first choice, actually. Yeah, I mean... We we Alec Baldwin Alec Baldwin's an angry fuck now. He probably was like, I I know Vincent. I am Vincent. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna call up my daughter and scream at her and call her a nasty little pig. That's what Vincent would do. Yeah, I, I'm saying he. You curious to hear this? There's a. I gotta get back up here. Give me a second. But there's a um. There's a really interesting part about um them trying to make the movie without Coppola. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it here. Hold on, I I lost it. So you got to bear with me. But they talked about what the film would have been, and it's like, ah, here we go, here we go. Um, Paramount tried to go ahead with the film for many years without Coppola, who had refused to make another sequel. This was going into three. Mm-hmm. About twelve scripts were written. Most of the scripts included the Corleone family being led by Michael's son Anthony. So totally different than what they did. Tony does take it over, where he battles the CIA and Fidel Castro's Cuban government or South American drug cartels. A 1978 draft by Puzo himself dealt with Anthony being recruited by the CIA to assassinate a Latin American dictator. Um, Dean Reisner also wrote a draft based on Puzo's ideas. Drafts were also written by Paramount producers Michael Eisner and Don Simpson. The film was scheduled for a 1980 Christmas re- release date, but the scripts were discarded when Coppola decided to work on the script with Puzo. Uh, Coppola eventually abandoned the project, and Puzo wrote another script in 86 with Nicholas... That's what I read wrong. It's not Nicholas Cage, it's Nicholas Gage. <laughs> but the, the font on to be, the... Yeah, that, that to be fair, I, I agree. The font on that's that... That's not fair. Yeah. Um, okay. So my apologies on all that shit earlier. But anyway. Um, well, no, you were right. He still was a producer. No. You said Nicholas Cage was an executive producer. Is what you he, just said. He's not. It's Nicholas Gage. It's a different guy. Oh, oh, oh! I but thought the, you were saying Nicholas Gage wrote the fucking thing, and Nicholas Cage was okay. I see no, what you're saying. Nicholas Gage is the producer, but the font for Godfather, the way it's written looked like cage on the screen. Um, so my bad. Um, and Sylvester Stallone almost got the role in, in the, the, the version written with, uh, as, as who? All right. So hold on. I, I got it. Puzo wrote another script in 1986 with producer Nicholas Gage that featured Sonny Carleone's illegitimate son, Vincent considered 
uh, sorry, while showing the early life of young Sonny, Paramount Pictures considered Sidney Lumet, Costa Gravis, Alan Pacula, Pacula, Robert Benton, and Michael Cimino and Michael Mann to direct. At one point, they were even close to signing Sylvester as the star of that version. Huh. Yeah. So really, really interesting ways they could have taken that film. Listen, I I feel I feel the idea of wanting to close off the Corleone Michael's story specifically, um, but they didn't have to. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, I would be curious about a fourth film. They're, they've been wanting to make a fourth film for a long time, but when Cop- well, I'm sorry, when Puzo died, Cupola was like, "No, right." Yeah, he's just like, look, I'm not going to do this without Puzo. Right, because, yeah. Interestingly enough, there have been, like, more Godfather books written. There's been, like, The Godfather's Return, Godfather's Revenge. They're all written by some dude named, like, Mark Weingrove or something, or Weingard. So Puzo's not involved in those. Puzo's dead, no. So, yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, though, I mean, yeah. Well, no, no, these were... Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Books that were released uh, mid to late 2000s. Oh, okay. So they're pretty recent. I, I misunderstood. Yeah. Sorry. But ironically enough, Puzo has written other books. He wrote and, and he's featured or alluded to characters from The Godfather. Like, he wrote a book called The Last Dawn, which is The Godfather in Vegas. Actually, isn't that one of the game? One of the game? They, they, they made that into a game. There's a game called The Last Dawn. If it is, I don't know if it's based on on the book or the movie, because they made a movie, uh, like a TV movie starring Danny Aiello. Right. Okay. Um, it's okay. It's, it's actually a pretty well- well-written book it's no godfather uh there's another one he wrote the last book that he had finished before he died was called omerta now do you know what omerta is cj no i've heard the term but i don't know what it what it is omerta is 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 the mafia code of silence Meaning, don't fucking rat on anybody you keep your mouth shut that's what omerta is now i need now i need to go back and listen to that song there's a there's a song by a heavy metal group called Lamb of God, and the song's called Omerta. There you go. So, it means shut the fuck up. That sounds like something they would write about. <laughs> but right. anyway, go ahead. Um, but so I read I read Last Dawn. I read Omerta. Omerta's Omerta is actually a well is a is a good read, but you could tell Puza was like on his last breath when he was writing that shit. Right. Um, but he also wrote one uh, called The Sicilian which is a true story. There was like a Sicilian Robin Hood guide in the twenties uh, and thirties and forties. I can't remember his name. It was like Juliana something. I don't remember, but uh, he fictionalizes some accounts. It includes like characters from the Godfather in the Sicilian. Gotcha. They actually made a movie based on the Sicilian with fucking Christopher Lambert. Interesting. Yeah, I know yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, the dude from fucking Belgium? Really? Somebody actually wants us to do that series, by the way, as a deep dive. I know. I I mean, I've, I've seen the first one. As far as I'm concerned, there could be only fucking one. I've seen the last one. So. All right. Well, 
<laughs> one of us has got to see the like middle ones, and we'll fucking meet in the middle. I'll be like, we're not going to talk about the first or the last one. We're going to talk about the, like the two or one in the fucking middle. The, the the best part of that series for me is Queen, and that's the TV series. There's nothing to do with that. I don't think they're in the movie. I think they only did a TV series, but still. Um, no, the Queen, Queen did the uh, the music for the first one. Oh, then they transferred it over to the TV series too. I'm pretty certain. So, my sister gave me the fucking like dvd box set of the of the tv show yeah i fucking could not i i had i had not seen the movies she's like i like the show you should like it it's for your birthday or whatever and i'm like okay i started watching i'm like this is sucks this is so bad <laughs> anyway. i don't know what the fuck is going on what the and fuck just, is going on here um, i tried watching like two episodes and i'm like i'm done I'm i out. just like they just never watched them again that's funny um uh, anyway but yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else in Godfather Three? Because there's still um, there's there is a couple things I do actually want to talk about. That's not the movies. I, with, well, with I mean, Godfather. yeah, I remember. I I do like like I said like I said earlier tonight. I'm I did like that they finally kind of closed up some of those gaps that I was talking about with like Apollonia and stuff. You know, because that just felt so random to me. I know you said it's in the book and all, but still, it just felt very random. So at least they closed that loop a little bit. You know, but I the you know, Michael having a stroke because of diabetes and then going all Da Vinci Code. Like, it was fucking weird, you know? Going all Da Vinci Code? Well, the whole stuff with the Vatican and, and the, the bank. Oh, that's and, not really Da Vinci Code. It's just it's, the Vatican's it's, corrupt. That's it. More angels and demons, but sure. Okay, anyway, that's not the point. Um, can't I just have a joke, motherfucker? God damn it. Um, I mean, it, it, all right. Yeah, right. Mm, all right. What do you want to talk about now, Mr. I Know More About Everything? <laughs> oranges oranges okay so you know the whole cultural significance of the oranges in the godfather saga i mean i know that that's what you know Vito is buying when he gets shot in the first one it's it's even more than that like yeah Vito is buying oranges when he gets shot uh oranges in the godfather trilogy signify death of some sort there's there's a part in two where Michael eats an orange, kind of fucking bizarrely. Like an apple. I remember like that an scene. Apple. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You're so impatient for that fruit, you can't fucking peel the cocksucker? No, you peel part of it and then ate the center of it is what he did. It was weird. Oh, By so the weird. way, just just to... Because this will take two seconds. I saw Analyze This before I ever saw The Godfather. Okay. So... The whole Papa Papa sequence. Right. I saw that scene before I ever saw the scene where Don Corleone actually gets shot buying oranges. So. Do you remember what De Niro says to Billy Crystal? I was when, fucking Fredo. He's like, I was Fredo? I don't fucking think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Um. So, yeah, oranges in that scene. Um. In Godfather 3... Uh, someone, uh, Don Altabello tosses an orange to the dude who fucking does the donkey brain. Okay. Yeah. When there's an orange about to fucking, when the helicopters are about to fucking shoot all the, the, the mob, the yeah. five families in, in three oranges are rolling on the table. Oranges just, I don't, I don't understand why. But that's I don't, in that same regard, and I don't know if it's an an orange, so I want to stress that. Like, I don't know that it's f the fruit. But on the cannoli that 
Connie gives to Don Altabon, I always say his name wrong, but Altabello. Yeah, that she gives him has an orange thing at the end of the canal. There's like a little orange disc of some okay. sort. I don't know if it's a piece of orange or just something else, but you know, uh, uh, Michael drinks orange juice like to, a lot. Well, that's to save himself from, but that's a diabetic thing. I know diabetics that drink. If he orange doesn't juice. eat it, he'll die. Right? Yeah. Well, true. If he doesn't, yeah. I mean, oranges are just really significant in the Godfather trilogy to the point where, like, once you find out about it, you can't stop fucking looking for them. To the point when, at the very end, when Michael fucking dies, as an old-ass man slumps out of his fucking chair and falls on the ground in Sicily, the first thing that he drops is an orange. I don't think I noticed that, but I'm not debating it. I don't think I noticed it. It is absolutely insane how oranges are just like i mean i don't get it it's i mean i, I grew up italian i never i wasn't deep throating oranges like these fuckers like i don't get it it just it might just be a, a choice that coppola made for symbolism i know but even I, I don't i mean look i didn't grow up traditional italian no just, no seriously but i i mean despite my fucking my uh vocabulary I didn't grow up stereotypically Italian. I, I kind of found out about my culture and, and, and lineage and kind of embraced it wholeheartedly. But even like my cuisine is different than a traditional Italian. Oh, here's another one. Uh, when Pete Clemenza is dancing at the wedding, he asks Polly for more wine. In the wine jug, there's uh, orange uh, rinds in it. Yeah, but it doesn't strike me that they're drinking. Um... Oh, fuck. Am I blanking on that wine now? What's that? Sangria? Yes. I mean, that doesn't stun me. And you typically put oranges and apples and things in sangria. Well, I'm just saying, it's oranges. I'm, I'm at... but like, And the guy who gives it to him is Pauly, the guy who Clemens uh, later has uh, killed. That's true. I'm just saying. There's a, the, the, it's not so much as that I'm like, oh my god, there's an orange in here, this must signify. No, dude. Coppola was like, alright, now here, Michael, you're going to hold an orange because Sonny's going to fucking get whacked for fucking doing whatever the fuck he's doing and i don't I mean i don't know i don't know where else to go from here i think i think we just move on from the oranges is there something else you wanted to bring up oh uh, yeah the the games yeah you you've talked to me about those off air multiple times in the time we've known each other i've never played them unfortunately but i mean i was never a real gta fan like i tried i i mean i Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City were always like at someone else's house. And if I went there, you play them. Yeah. I play them, but I didn't, I never, I mean, I tried, like, I played San Andreas on my own. That was fun. Uh, but like, I own God, uh, Godfather. I own uh, GTA 4. I don't fucking like it. I'm, I'm tempted to get five because I've seen michael play it and it looks fun it it's it's the most diverse of them so far because i've played it i don't own it but i've played it and yeah. there's three storylines that come together yeah i know that the time so yeah i'm just talking more like about the gameplay and everything no no i but get I, it no it's the gameplay it's exactly the same. right i guess i was not overly fond of like i like a game like like godfather I sunk my teeth into, and I was definitely into the fucking lore of the f- 
franchise and the book and your character in one in the godfather one game which is fucking hard as shit to find now i was telling you this like yeah if you want to buy or if you want to find a godfather one it's called the don's edition on playstation 3 that might be what i was thinking of when i was talking about the don game earlier that might be what i was thinking of yeah okay yeah it's it's like a hundred dollars or or it's like a japanese import version yeah like i don't and your character is put in the situations like the famous parts of the Godfather one movie where like, for example, you follow Tom Hagen out to California and you're the motherfucker who like sneaks the horse's head in the dude's bed. That's pretty badass. Like you got to like, well, you're not the one carrying it. It's like another guard and, but you got to like walk around and strangle guards and be silent because obviously they have to get uh, that shit unprotected. Rico, I don't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but I just found it on GameStop for 20 bucks. No <laughs> shit. On PlayStation 3? Yep. Well, I tried doing that, and it said it was unavailable. I'm looking at it. It's pre-owned, but, I mean... Well, order that shit. I, I don't want it. <laughs> well, send, send, me, send me the link, then. Yeah. Um... I'll, I'll, I have it. I don't know where the fuck it is. When I, when I, someone sold me fucking Godfather Don's edition for like 40 bucks or something. And I don't know where the fuck it is. I think it got lost in the move from Ron's to here. This is, actually, this actually is the Don's edition, but it looks like actually, if I'm reading it right, I think it's the 360, but you should be able to play that on your Xbox one. I'll yeah. keep looking. But anyway, right. um, what else? Uh, so you, you do that when uh, Michael shoots McClunky. <laughs> so, you like that oh, I did that, didn't you? <laughs> that, that, that's great that you did that. Um, I have my I have my few here and there. That's one yeah. of them. Uh, you have to drive Michael to the ship that takes him to Sicily, and like you know, gangsters are shooting at you in their sure. cars, and, and actors came back like. James Caan, Robert Duvall, and Brando all came back to record dialogue for Godfather 1, the game. All I'm saying is the game is fucking fun. I mean, it's it, it was like, it still kind of, for me, holds up in graphics because they really went above and beyond to recreate Brando's face and and uh, Tom Hagen and Sonny. And you get a lot of Sonny. Like, Sonny is sort of your one of your mentors in the game. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of going to businesses in, it's pretty open world in the sense of, I mean, it's, it's no red dead redemption type of well, map. It's, yeah. It's, it's made by EA. It's not made by the same people who made those games. So, right. But I'm saying, I mean, like at the time, this was pretty extensive. It's like, you're driving all over the five bureaus of New York, you know, and each yeah. family, represents a part of new york and you gotta like take down uh you have to go to like a business like a butcher shop or some shit you gotta kill all the dudes there that are representing the family like the strachis or the cuneos or the barzinis and shit like that or the tatalias and then you go to the shopkeeper and you like you threaten him or coerce him into now paying you for protection so the more businesses you get under your wing the more money you generate over time and yada 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 Cool. Uh, but they they do a lot of interesting shit where you like you're just even when you know like you've seen the movie and you're like that's 
that was such and such in the fucking character as the character doing that. That wasn't this dude. So you it's kind of retcon certain scenes. But they do the but same thing with uh, Godfather it, 2. Yeah, and that's not at the end of the world. I mean, I like I like when they put a slight twist on those kinds of things, as long as they're not flat out destroying the th- the original piece. Do you know what I mean? Like right. like it's, it, it's, it's a what if scenario. It's us a little bit different, but they put out a Ghostbusters game a number of years ago now. Um yeah. And it's it's essentially Ghostbusters three. It really, you know, before they decided to make this afterlife movie that we're not getting till next year now. Thank thank you, COVID. Um, but you know this, the game is essentially what Ghostbusters three would have been if Harold Ramis lived. I think honestly, because and they've said as much too, because um, he he Egan's a big part. No, but he's still in it. His voice is in it. He he came back and voiced it before he died, and like you know, so it 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 has a lot of and it has the feels. And basically, what happened was they franchised Ghostbusters. They finally like that that line that Peter says in the first one, like the franchise rights will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Well, it kind of comes to be, and. So you as a potential franchisee train with the Ghostbusters. Nice. You know, and then ultimately all hell breaks loose, pun intended, I guess. And, you know, you go from there. But it doesn't retcon anything. And like you said, it's yours retcons a little bit, but it doesn't destroy it. So that's fine, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So it it feels like you're in the Gotham. It's it's very faithful in that sense. Right. Um, right. And I and I, I have to admit, like having James Caan come back to voice Sonny and Robert Duvall to voice Hagen, and and I mean Brando was on the verge of death when he was recording his lines, so you actually only hear authentic Brando, and then the rest is like an impersonator. Okay, but still, uh, Michael yeah. Corleone looks nothing and sounds nothing like Pacino because Pacino refused to allow them to do the likeness. Instead, he chose. He's like, no, I, I don't want, uh, I don't want Michael Corleone looking like me, because he chose uh, Scarface. The world is yours. Instead, he's like, I want my likeness to look like me and Scarface in in the Scarface game. Well, yeah, and, and by the time they made that game, he wouldn't have looked. I mean, I guess they could have made his face because it's digital. They could have made his face look like the young Michael, but the voice wouldn't have been right. Right. I mean, he obviously couldn't come back and voice the character, but it doesn't even look like him. It looks kind of like, uh, I actually, it kind of looks like Chris Sarandon in a weird roundabout way. The guy who plays, uh, Humperdinck in, in the Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like he also kind of, which is weird because he and Pacino were in dog day afternoon together. So anyways, yeah. Um, Godfather two, the game is also kind of, it's good. It's just the same thing, but like, it's not as exciting. The only exciting thing is that you roam around New York, then you roam around fucking Miami and Cuba. Like that's kind of, you get to fly to other places and take down those territories. But whereas Godfather one, the game is very oh, linear York. and you feel like you're in the movie. Yeah. Godfather two had to expand so much to keep you interested. It was really kind of fun. Look, it, it was once I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. 
The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Damn it! series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW.